Ah, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right, lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast for the people, by some people, with your hosts Thorn and Fist. Hello, ballers, and happy 11th Warcraft anniversary. Wow. I remember the first time I logged in in 2005. I had to install like 50 billion CDs worth of stuff to the crappiest computer ever. (laughs) And it took probably an entire night, too. But the first time I logged on, I couldn't believe how beautiful everything was. I started off as a Tauren warrior in Camp, camp Narache, Narache, and uh, probably got lost and stuck in that thorny place for like two days. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. So what about you? I actually started with a free trial edition from Best Buy. Best Buy? Mm, yep, yep. I was just like looking for other things and saw that as something that you could just pick up, I think, for free right. at the register. Or maybe it was five bucks or something. I don't remember. Something like that. Um, anyway, installation took a long time on mine as well. And starting the game up for the first time was more than I ever asked. The crappy <laughs> laptop I had at the time. Um, so I remember, you know how when you start a new class and a new race, you know, it, it does that that zoom in over the starting yeah. area and like the voiceover telling yeah, you how epic your race is and uh-huh. why it all matters. Yeah, I remember hearing the audio of that first undo tune that I made, but uh, only seeing, you know, a few choppy frames of the right. flying intro. <laughs> And it was the undead horde uh, starting area of Death Knell. Um, but once I got in there, things evened out, and I couldn't believe that I was on this journey. Because honestly, from the first moments, it felt like the world felt big. Yeah, I remember that feeling. And the opportunity and, and the thrill of danger felt real. Um, like to the you know obviously to this day we we obviously talk about how much we suck at PvP. Yeah. But I wouldn't trade the the early days of my leveling process for the thrill of palpable danger it infused into the game. I mean, having that danger just was a whole extra level of experience for me. So danger. Yeah, my first tune, Handsome Jack, the Undead Mage, was as shitty as it comes, and I could barely kill one low level mob (laughs) at a time before sitting to drink again. But I was hooked early and just completely. So that's fantastic. I'm glad that you got hooked. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't have met otherwise. Nope. And we wouldn't have this awesome podcast. Yeah. Do you think we've got another 11 years in store? I hope so. Me too. So, uh, lately we've been receiving a fair amount of listener feedback, and we honestly couldn't be more grateful. Yeah. It makes this show seem less about us and more about the community, which is what we set out to do in the first place. Absolutely. In the last couple of months, we've gotten some questions from people in the world of Warcraft asking for our opinions on things. <laughs> now, we're definitely not any sort of authority on this. Because we have the intelligence level of a 12-year-old hopped up on grape soda. Okay, speak for yourself. <laughs> Mine is orange soda. Um, but, exactly. <laughs> we do our best to help out, so um, here are some questions that we've received, and we'll keep these names anonymous, um, since they're kind of personal. Yeah. And just an FYI, you can send us your anonymous questions at laggingballs at gmail.com. That's laggingballs at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. That's nice. <laughs> Shall I read the first one? Yes, please. All right. Let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Okay. Hi, Thorn and Thist. That's us. Yay. I just had a question about someone in my guild who really wants to run ra- run raids with us and stuff, but she flat out refuses to watch boss encounter videos, saying she doesn't learn that way, in quotations, and she has a reputation in the guild for making people wait for her when they group up 
with her and try to help her, and she makes people miss cues. I told my <laughs> guild master to kick her, but she's actually really nice, even though she's a total pain. What should I do? Uh. So this girl, I guess, is uh, nice enough not to wear it, just to get out of the guild, kick, yeah, sort of. But she's annoying enough to at least make this this guy, this this listener, upset. Yeah. And uh, well, it sounds like she wants to run raids, and like you know that affects a lot yeah. of people. It sounds like the other stuff is kind of like individual. You know, we run into that. People who are difficult to help. Absolutely. But... That's the worst when you go out of your way to help somebody in game and they don't take your time or effort seriously. Mm-hmm. Either because they're just that sort of person or they're a malicious person that doesn't doesn't care about you. Or I've run into a lot of people who don't translate, you know, your time and your effort as meaningful because it's in a game. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah, you're you're helping this person in a game, but it's still your time, it's still your effort, and you could be spending that time helping yourself, you know, doing any other thing. So if somebody's helping you out in game, and I'm sure all our listeners are really courteous and polite people, so I'm not talking about you guys, but <laughs> it it can happen. People just don't connect. Absolutely. I mean, anywhere you're interacting with another human being, whether it's through avatars or not, you're still giving or being given someone else's time. Yeah. And in this case, I, I feel like, I mean, we've had somewhat similar of situations before. Again, our, in our guild and for our raid teams, I've had to explain to people who are interested in raiding, okay, here's what, what is expected, and it's the bare minimum. It's a matter of, if we say we're starting at 10 p.m., then everybody's expected to be there at 10 p.m. Absolutely. ready to go with flasks and, you know, food and all, all yeah. of these things that you possibly need because, and and you're expected to know. So the fact that they're saying that they don't learn that way or whatever about boss encounter videos and they're not even willing to just do what sounds like your minimum, which is to watch the videos, yeah. sounds like they flat out have, like, it, if that's not the way they learn, then they don't get to rain. Absolutely. Too bad. I, yeah, I think that that is a great, not excuse, but a great reason to exclude somebody from your raid. Right. Because obviously no, they're not going to compromise. It's not that. clear here whether this person has necessarily the say in whether or not people get to raid or not. Yeah. But either way, a raid team is ten or more people. Mm-hmm. So if one person is being difficult, that's nine other people's time. Again, consideration Absolutely. of the time, consideration of everybody else's effort. Yeah. So maybe, listener, who sent in this question... Um, maybe go back to your guild master, re-explain how everybody feels about her, how you feel about her, and then just say, look, she's not being a team player already, and she's not even on the team. She's not willing to comply with our standards for rating, and uh, she has a reputation for taking people's time and not being considerate. And, yeah. you know, if, if your guild master, who, if he's in charge of your raid team, decides to just keep her on anyway, I mean... Yeah. Look, I can see why this is not not necessarily grounds to kick somebody from the guild. This no. person's being difficult. They're not necessarily being malicious. So I can see how there's... Also, it's hard to necessarily... Depending on your standing in the guild, it's hard to necessarily take your word for it versus another guild member. Absolutely. You know? So if one guild member comes to leadership and says, hey, this other guild member's doing that, the best you can do initially is just kind of address it and then watch for it and these sorts mm. of things. Maybe but could... speaking up about this to your grade lead or to your raid, your guild master gives them an out. It makes it easier for them to say, look, you can't raid with us and here's why. Yeah. These these sorts of 
this X, Y, and Z are reasons that have been brought up that are matters of concern. If you want to be serious about this, this is what's expected. If not, that's fine. Find another team. Yeah, good advice. All right, question two. Uh, hi, Thorn and Fist. Love the show. Thank you. Glad Thanks. to hear that. Uh, just had a quick question. I'm scared to do LFRs and dungeons with pug groups because I don't want to be judged by strangers. People have been really mean to me in the past, and I'm always worried that I'm going to fuck up and get kicked. What would you suggest I do to fix this? Thanks. Um, that's a really good question. I think a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of us, I think a lot of us have an apprehension with, uh, just going blindly into a pug, especially when you're trying to level up something, you're still learning your tune, um, you don't have the best gear or whatever. And usually if, if you're, if you're looking to pug into groups, that probably means you don't have a lot of people to play with on a regular basis. And therefore you, you might not have a lot of practice playing with people and you might not have, a lot of gear so I think with LFRs in particular I'm not talking about dungeons and LFRs do not take anything anybody says to you in an LFR seriously ever at right. all yeah never even if it's the right advice just just don't yeah. you don't you do not have to speak to anybody in an LFR nobody is expecting you Nobody's expecting anything from you, and and if you fuck up and they complain about it, they'll kick you, you know. But that's not the end of the world. You just have to, you know, be be present in in your playing and and try to figure out why you got kicked. Go look it up and then try again. Yeah. But like you're you're raiding with so many people in an LFR. Nobody gives a shit. Everybody expects everyone to be awful, and the people calling people out are just looking to troll. They're mm-hmm. looking for a fight. Yep. Just don't acknowledge it. Just don't, don't even answer it. LFRs are just... Don't even. That None of those people matter. And honestly, if you're a tank or a healer in an LFR situation where somebody's calling you out, give them the bare minimum of response so that people know that you're actually listening and yes. that you're actually present. So if they're saying, oh, this is like... This healer's not even any good or this, this healer should do better or something like that, just say, okay. Yeah. Okay. It shows that you are there it does not acknowledge all the BS or trolling or yeah. negativity, and it acknowledges whatever. It doesn't matter whether you agree or not. This is LFR. This is the bare minimum mm-hmm. of people being present. Yep. Most, most of the DPS is going to be AFK anyway. Um, basically, LFR, as far as as far as being afraid to interact because of these some of these past experiences, go in expecting the worst, which it sounds like you already are. Um, but understand that there's plenty of good people in this in this game so try not to let the few bad apples spoil the bunch and like this was saying lfr is the good place to continue definitely keep doing lfr absolutely because what you should be doing in lfr is running something like recount or scada and watching your own numbers whether it's healing or dps uh tanks it's a little more difficult um but watch your own numbers Learn the mechanics correctly, even though LFR does not necessarily require them. No. Learn it correctly. Do it right. And the way that you stand out is by doing the little extras. Mm-hmm. For example, as a DPS, let's say a, a melee or ranged DPS, if you interrupt something that is causing raid-wide damage, you are contributing above and beyond. Yes. That's the difference. That's a simple way to mark a difference between a good and a better player. Absolutely. And there's little things like that that you can do, little things you should do on your own mm-hmm. to improve yourself as a player. But in LFR, you're mostly going to blend in. There's so many people, like this was saying, there's so yeah. many people playing in there that it's most people just don't get singled out, so yeah. I wouldn't worry about it. But if you're looking to do dungeons, um, we found that if you go into a dungeon and you straight up 
first thing you zone in and you say, hey guys, I'm, I'm new to this, or hey guys, I've got shitty gear, or yeah. hey guys, if you could explain the fights to me, that would be great, then they will decide whether or not that if they want to kick you. And uh, if they kick you, that, that has nothing to do with you. That's just them not having um, the time of day for new players, which is really unfair. Plus, like, remember, you need, like, three people to agree on that, and they're not going to agree on that at, right at the beginning of the dungeon. Absolutely. Um, but what you can do besides that, and this counts for all of our as well, just look up these fights beforehand. Just watch a video or check out some forum notes or, or whatever. See what you can do to help out in your role. And uh, people can't fault you if, if you're interrupting. People can't fault you if you if you know the fights or if you offer advice, you know? Because then you seem knowledgeable. But uh, if, if you know the fights well enough, you do your research beforehand, you're honest about, you know, whatever is holding you back or whatever people may be kicking you for or judging you for, if you're just open and honest about it, more often than not, you might you find people who have the same hangups. Right. Or you find really nice people who don't mind running you through whatever you've zoned into. Yeah. So all that aside, at the end of the day, guaranteed a hundred percent, no matter how badly you do, once that dungeon is over, once that LFR is over, or once they've kicked you, or once you've left or whatever, they're gonna think about you for five minutes and then it's over. Right. They're not going to remember you. They're not going to remember your screen name unless it's really funny. <laughs> but uh, they're not going to remember you. So don't worry about it. Even if you queue up for another dungeon like five minutes later and they see you in there, you know, what are they going to do? Leave after waiting in queue for yeah. ages? No. Really doesn't matter. You don't run into the same people in this game anymore. No. The last thing I would offer is find yourself a good guild. Yes. Find a good guild with a lot of active people. Um, maybe a nice casual guild where people are learning together and growing together and running all kinds of things as a guild. If you're in and you have if you have something in common with some with other people like um, in a guild setting, they're not going to just kick you randomly or just be a jerk to you. No. They have a, a vested interest in you know at least at the very least being nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck to you. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Good luck. Um, question three. Hi, lagging balls crew. You said you're looking for guild stories and disputes that need settling. Yeah, we say that a few times. <laughs> That's exactly how we say it, actually. Fucking podcast. Uh, well, I have kind of a weird story and a question. Ooh, story okay. time. There's a new guy in our guild, and I think he's a compulsive liar. Oh, God. He's always telling us weird stories about his life, and usually the shit he says never adds up, or, or it's, like, too crazy to be true. I can't really give examples because the stuff he says is so out there that it would basically identify him. But I need to know how to handle this. I've been in this guild a long time, and I love it, and I don't like the vibe or the shady direction this is going. What should I do? Boy, do we have a story for you. It's story time, kids. <laughs> okay, you came to exactly the right place on this because we had something not terribly dissimilar happen in our guild. Oh, yeah. Okay, do you want to... You, you start. Okay. You go right ahead. All right, so... We had this random guy join, and I couldn't tell you his name, even if I remembered it. I, I just don't, I don't remember. But uh, it doesn't matter. The point is, he was constantly talking. He was talking, constantly giving too much information about his own life. He's and one of was, those guild guild talkers, you know? Yep. Like, they talk in Gchat to nobody in particular. Right, which, honestly, I love. Yeah, I love that, but... But when it's... but Okay, but it's when it's this guy who's dating a Brazilian model. <laughs> which you could stop there, right? Uh -huh. You're full of shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then, 
you know, eventually the guy had a heart attack, even though he was apparently yeah, only like 25. Yeah, he was gone for like a day. Yeah. And he came back yeah. and was like, oh, I'm, I'm, on, That's right. I'm on like a respirator <laughs> and I'm playing WoW. Yeah. I'm 25. It's like, mm. He was in the hospital. And we're like, dude, you don't, you don't go to the hospital... Like, you were on the night before. Like, you don't go to the hospital yeah. in the morning, have a heart attack, go to the hospital, and you're out the same day, and then you're back the very next morning playing it. Like, I, I don't, it just didn't add up, the no. timing. And, like, this stuff was all... At first, it was all really funny and stuff, and uh, and it was all out in the guild, so, you know, there was this interesting character with, like, a lot, totally. quote-unquote, quote, like, quote, oh, going on. Oh, what's this crazy guy gonna say today? Right. <laughs> but, then, but then his family joins the guild, and I put family in air quotes. Family joins the guild. It was like his mom and his dad and his like brother and sister. I can't remember. There was a bunch of them, um, and they never say anything. Like I ran a dungeon with them, with him and like I three of them, that. And, and they then... all all the tunes stood at the entrance to the dungeon. He just ran through and did everything. Yeah, so he was obviously multiboxing. Pretty obviously, yeah. So then eventually his Brazilian model girlfriend joins the guild too. Cause you know Brazilian models join <laughs> guilds in WoW. Yep. <laughs> Everybody knows they're lone Which, wolves. Okay. They just play by themselves. To be fair, to be fair, we did have an Abercrombie model in our guild. We did. He was a nice point. guy. He was a super nice guy, and he was embarrassed to tell us that he did modeling yeah. for Abercrombie. Like <laughs> we actually had to draw it out of him. But it does take all types. Warcraft is a universal thing. Yeah. Okay. So like, it's not uncommon. That, if he you know, if he came into this guild and and only said I have a Brazilian model girlfriend, but nothing else crazy. We'd be like, that's great. It's, that's fantastic. Well, it'd still be shady to be like, it's it's a Brazilian model. Wouldn't she just say like, I have my my girlfriend the model? I don't know. And then we'd be like, that's bullshit. And I don't like, know. Well, not maybe really. maybe he's really proud of that or something. I mean, it's nothing to be. If it were real, it would be probably something. I'm just to be saying, proud of. models do play WoW. Sure. But this right. guy is talking so much weird bullshit and multiboxing and calling his multiboxers his family. And you could tell because, look, not only does the Brazilian model girlfriend join the guild, but she doesn't join until after. She's been pr- both pregnant and had a miscarriage. Yes. In a matter of days. Yeah. Right after he had a heart attack. Like, right after the heart attack. I mean, like, right after the heart attack. Like, these these things just... They didn't add up mostly through no. timing. Yeah. For the most part, he shot himself in the foot by just, like, rushing the timelines on these, these ridiculous stories. But then, you know, when all of his family's in, and then his girlfriend's in, and she's the only one who, quote-unquote, talks... Yeah. in Guild Chat besides him and then she's saying like these outlandish sexual things about wanting to fuck his brains out and stuff it's like come on like you're full yeah. of it uh, but yeah so basically things got so bad that he had to keep escalating the foolish stories in order to maintain uh, I don't know what interest so if the current storyline wasn't getting enough interest then suddenly another giant life milestone mm-hmm. would pop up so by the time I kicked him from the Guild he had, he had done all of the above in addition to being gone for a week because his family got attacked <laughs> and getting engaged to the girlfriend and planning a month-long Caribbean honeymoon of course. and just like every like outlandish bit of craziness you can imagine and so while the stories were interesting and entertaining because he was constantly trying to one-up himself he, he wasted a lot of time and the whole thing got really cumbersome yeah. because you know as from the leadership standpoint in the guild something that I've always valued was trying to give people as much personal attention as possible and, and I did a lot more of this in previous years when I kind of had more time to do so um and when i was doing when i wasn't doing things like a podcast yeah. that require a lot of background work and a lot more time background work. um so it, it took a lot of time to essentially just feed this guy's ego um but then things actually besides just 
being a pathological liar, things actually took a turn for the worse guild-wise. So since the guy was on uh, online so often, he basically built a small following of guildmates who basically thought he was doing a better job of actually leading and building the guild. <laughs> and you know that came from his own words, and of course. Were, those ideas were cultivated by this guy. So uh, all this stuff, and basically everything that I just described happened in a matter of weeks. Mm -hmm. So again, when I was saying rushed timelines, I'm talking rushed timelines, like <laughs> girlfriend, Pregnancy, miscarriage, heart attack, fam heart attack family <laughs> attacks, like, uh, it, it's insane. So basically the guy has an intervention of sorts with me and he invites me into a party with where he's in the party with like two of his cronies or maybe three. And so basically... Real people, not fake people. Right, right, yeah. He, he basically, like these were actual other guildmates. Yeah. Um, so he basically demanded that, um, the he demanded the officership that he'd been pushing for and that I had been denying him since he... He basically asked to be an officer like the second day he was in the guild. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like the best way to become an officer, the best way to not become an officer is to ask to become an officer, yeah. <laughs> which is just ridiculous. But I'd been denying him, so he basically like kind of ha tries to have this standoff with other people there. And he basically uses these cronies to kind of bolster his claim that he's been contributing oh so much to the guild and deserve to have more power in it. And I assured him that basically some of his actions, such as leading groups for old content, were noted and appreciated but that nobody would be granted officership after so little time. So basically, the guy goes on to insinuate that maybe he should go start his own thing and run things a better, like, a better way where people are more maybe appreciated and some bullshit. So I give him a very calm, but very firm, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I've dealt with your bullshit lies for too long. You want all this stuff? Stop talking and go make it yourself. Mm -hmm. I immediately left that party and in which this conversation was happening, and he quickly started whispering to me to basically beg and qualify his actions and changed his tune and <laughs> I was so angry that I stepped away from the computer for a bit and when I came back he had started a conversation about it in guild chat so I, I just kicked his sorry ass publicly in front of the whole guildmate all the guildmates the other two cronies who were in the conversation with me were like whispered me and they're like I'm sorry but we're gonna go with him and start the new thing and I was like you know what good yeah, luck with that have fun you guys have fun with that <laughs> all the family so, and that's basically one of, that's that's definitely one of the more drastic actions I've ever had to take in my six years of playing this game and leaving this guild. Um, but that's kind of what made it so memorable. Yeah. So I guess what you can take from the story, listener, is that once the crazy gets past a point where it's funny, kick him. Yeah. Because it's just do it with the first question. When somebody's really nice, but there's some shit that's bothering you, they're doing it in guild and they're making people upset, it's hard to come to the conclusion or, or find the justification to kick that person. But that's what guildmasters are for. If you need to, find other people in the guild who feel the same way about this person that you do, and then appeal to your guildmaster. And hopefully they'll see that, like, one crazy person making people's lives miserable or making the game less fun than it could be just by them being there, yeah. Isn't, isn't worth keeping right. a busy person. So yeah, like, and if you don't have some of this power yourself, bring it to your officers or your your guildmaster and let them handle it. Yeah, because it's a game. You want to have fun. You don't want to leave your guild. You right. know. Yeah. Okay. Question four. Hythorn and Thist. I play a resto shaman on the horde side. Horde for life. Yeah, horde Euro. for life. Uh, I wanted to ask a question because we don't know what to do, and I'm looking for advice. We have a girlfriend and boyfriend on our raid team. And the guy, you can kind of tell where this is going. Mm. And the guy is really amazing, a really amazing tank, but his girlfriend is terrible DPS. We've Crap. spent most of BRF and HFC trying to help her improve because we don't want to lose our tank, but she just plain sucks. <laughs> <laughs> she just plain sucks. <laughs> now our, our other team members are getting fed up because she's basically a waste of space, putting out no numbers and always dying. Uh, I know if we kick her, we'll lose our tank, so I don't know what to do. 
Wow, that's Ugh. quite the predicament. And an unfortunately rather common tale, yeah. I think. But yeah, if, if you bring in a couple, or even like really good friends sometimes in real life, yeah, that can spell disaster. And that, that holds true for like most things in life. You have to be really careful with couples. Because, you know, it sounds like if you guys kick this lame DPS, Lamo DPS is gonna get pissed and pull her awesome tank boyfriend out of raid. Right. And there's gonna. Well, be... he's he's gonna be obliged to leave. Yes. Well, and there's nothing that you guys can do about it. So. How? Do, I mean, there's questions here that would help clarify. Like, how dependent are you on this tank? Like, yeah. this, this is hard. This is hardly the only tank available, but I know you're comfortable having. But it's, it's having hard it. getting a good tank. Though. It's true. No, we know that. You it's know that really firsthand. hard. Like, if you have a good tank, you fucking hold on to that tank and never let go. But, uh, yeah, so I, under I understand that. Like, we understand that. I've got one idea. Okay. Add a lot more people to the raid. Dilute the raid. Pump up the, pump up the numbers, and then one person's inequity is not so obvious. It sounds like if this is a problem, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe they just have, like, a Ted man. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I think that's the only way you're going to do it, because you can't, you can't tell this guy that his girlfriend sucks. He knows already. He knows. He knows. But what can he do? What can you do? What can you do? Nothing. So you're... Nothing I say. What can you do? I say nothing. nothing. So. <laughs> I don't even know what that. That is an accent that doesn't exist. But, um, yeah. Yeah, bring more people in. Dilute it. If she dies all of the time, that really sucks. But at least she's not fucking things up for you. I mean, it, it, I guess it would. I guess. The shitty part is that they've been trying to help her for, like, two dungeons now, or two yeah. raids now, and she, she probably gets gear, you know, yeah. and... Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah. And then she's wasting the mana of healers and things like that. Yeah. If she's standing and stuff, or whatever it is. Whatever she's doing, it's obviously bothering this person. Again, this is what leadership is for. Bring yeah. this to... Unless unless the boyfriend tank is the raid leader... I don't bring think it, he probably would have said that. Yeah, though. probably. So bring it to the raid leader, and just be like, look, yeah. I'm having issues. Because, again... When you bring these sorts of things to leadership, then leadership can go into these situations and say, look, questions have been raised, concerns have been raised. Yeah. Th then leadership doesn't have to approach somebody on their own and say, like, hey, I feel like you suck and you should go. <laughs> other, they can say, you know, look, other people have come up to me and yeah. said that this is an issue. I'm yeah. sorry, but it's time to address it. Yep. And uh, if all those fails, um, go on open raid, find a new tank, um, and... Once you have a tank in place that you can trust, kick them. Just yeah. kick them both. Honestly, at this juncture, you might also have DPS who are who are looking to to who might have an off tank spec. Yeah. Or who might have been even gearing an off tank spec and then who are willing to start working on that or have maybe have tanked in the past. Like Absolutely. You, you might have options without realizing it. Yeah. So just deal with her lame DPS for now and, and go look elsewhere. Verdict? Kicked from the group. Kicked. Alright, our last question. Hey guys! <laughs> I don't know how this person talks, but... Apparently <laughs> they talk like that, so they just roll with it. Hey guys! On one of your older episodes, you were talking about just not clicking with the character you're playing, and I think I'm doing that. I have spent the whole time in Warlords gearing up my Warlock, but I'm not good at him, and I always suck in LFR. I don't know if I should just play another class, but I'd feel bad about it because I spent so much time leveling my Warlock. What did you guys do to learn your class better, or did you just pick another? Really good question. Um, I think Thorne and I really believe in um, not clicking with classes. 
Yeah. Um, it's just a thing. What did you start with? What was your first main? Um, my first main was a shaman, and I didn't get it. My second main was a hunter. I didn't get it. Right. And um, what are you on now? My third main was a mage, and I finally got it. And then I started. And wasn't playing. it so much more fun? It was like, if there's any musicians out there, I'm a bass player, and for most of my bass playing career, I've been playing a regular standard bass, and you know, it was it was good. Um, I was a good player. Um, played for a, quite a few years on this on this bass, but uh, the the most recent bass that I got was a short scale bass, and if you don't know, bass guitars are longer than guitars. But a short scale bass is a bass designed to sound exactly like a bass. No, it doesn't sound exactly like a normal bass, but it's designed to be roughly the same size as a guitar in sure. like length. And uh, when I started playing this thing, because I never touched one before, my talent and prowess went through the roof. I just have really short arms. Like, I'm really <laughs> small, and I have small hands, and. Like, I'm not good at picking up heavy things, so when I tried this little short-scale bass, it was like I've been playing for 20 years. Like, it was awesome. incredible, and that's basically the same feeling I had when I started playing my mage, because, I, you know, I was pretty good at WoW. Yeah. I kind of knew what I was doing. I loved it. I never wanted to stop playing. Never have. Um, but I just, I knew fundamentally that I wasn't a great player, and I knew that People weren't going to want to have me in their serious raids and serious groups because I wasn't that great. I didn't put out numbers. Sure. But when I started playing my mage, it was like, oh my god, I know what I'm doing. It's not difficult for me to, to figure out what I'm doing. And I'm and I'm performing and I'm putting out numbers, but it's not difficult. Like, it's not like, it's not like I'm trying to operate a calcula calculator. It's, yeah, it's just, like I'm playing, it. yeah. It flowed through me. It was amazing. So, yes, I absolutely do think that you click with some classes and, and not click with others. Absolutely. Which isn't to say that you couldn't if you put a lot of thought and, and practice and hard work into it, which seems like you have been, but you're not enjoying yourself anymore. Yeah. And that's a big problem, because why would you be playing a game if you're not having fun? Yeah. Honestly, the, the easy answer is change your spec. Yeah. So, so whatever you're playing, let's say you're playing Destruction and you've been sticking with Destruction and people have expectations about Destruction. It's a it's a it's a spec that that performs well pretty consistently. So let's say you've been playing that and you're not getting the numbers that you should or that that your gear level says you should switch it up, completely yeah. change switch to Affliction, up. which is a completely different playstyle. And you're going to suck at it, of course, cuz it's brand new. Mm -hmm. But stick with it. Try it out. Like, go bust, yeah. bust it in LFR. Just do everything you need to do to learn it in and out. And then when you actually put it to practice in dungeons or whatever it is that you're using as your... Whatever you're using to, to gauge your performance. Right. When you take it into that, once you feel comfortable enough with it, then you'll be able to compare one to the other. That makes sense. Yeah. And if you hate that, too, try Demonology. Like, you... you look. That's if what none specs of these, are for. Yeah. That's what specs are for. Even if you've hated them in the past, there have been so many changes these past yeah. um, few patches, and there have been so many changes this expansion, it might very well be completely different than what you ever experienced in the past. Absolutely. But alternatively, like, if it's still not fun, roll something else. Yeah. Try something. Like, I never wanted to play Mage. And don't boost it. Level the thing yeah. from one. Learn it. Learn it. Learn the shit out of it. 
and do it now because we're at the end of the expansion. Um, once the patch drops tomorrow, everybody's gonna want to run Heroic Archimon, so there's gonna be people leveling like crazy to get that moose. Yeah. So just take advantage of the time that you have now, and maybe you can come back to Warlock and Legion. Maybe yeah. you'll like it better then. There are going to be drastic changes, so yeah. it might very well. So I'm sorry that you're going through this, because I know how frustrating it is, but... Yeah, my mine was exactly the same, and it was Warlock as well. Yeah. I, I switched classes completely and enjoyed myself much more, and yeah. sometimes that's what it takes. That's right. So, good question, though. Thank You guys, these are all really good questions that spoke to some really universal issues that come up in guild life and individual player life and we really appreciate the stuff keep Absolutely, them coming yes please send more laggingballs at gmail.com bring them bring them on lb newsline news you can use unless you refuse this week we recorded some of our very knowledgeable guildmates talking about the class updates for legion we tried to cover as much as we could um, so I hope you enjoy, and here's our recording of that. Roll clip! Alright, Ballers, hello and welcome to our special section, uh, Guild Review of Legion Class Previews. We brought in some specialists from our own guild, Blood of the Scrab on Specialists? Okay, maybe specialists are a strong word. Nice They're good guys. We've got Mike. Hi. We got Manaphy. How's it going? We've got Nasta. How's it going? And we've got Saragon. Hello. <laughs> so everybody, thanks for joining. We're going to run through class by class and just kind of talk it out. So let's start at the top of the list here that we've put in random order, uh, randomly. <laughs> this wasn't random. We started with the best class. Okay. And she says that because we're starting with Mage. So what do you guys think? Don't all start at once. I think that I'm a frost mage, so uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with the the, the lack of changes. Actually, um, obviously they took out frost fire bolts. It's garbage. Yeah. Um, no, it makes sense. It does make sense. It's just I'm worried that like when we get frost locked, we won't have anything to cast because it's going to be exclusively frost. And I know that's not a huge problem. But it will be annoying in some cases. I like to joke about uh, Frostfire. Yeah. I couldn't figure out like what Frostfire exactly should be. And they didn't want it to just be a, something that you cast and it ends up as a puddle at the enemy's feet. <laughs> More commonly known as water bolts. <laughs> Frostfire used to just be a straight up cast. Yes. And so Back when it was first introduced. I don't remember. Well, what is it now? That's a prop it's for instant an, cast. Yeah, you, yeah. Just, you use it for instant cast, not for straight up just casting like it used to be. Gotcha. I'm Fills your downtime. I'm devoted to asking stupid questions here because I don't play a lot of these classes, so. Oh, well, you use it to fill your downtime, and they're removing it in favor of adding a proc for Frozen Orb, which makes nice. a little more sense considering Frost Mage. That'll be part of the rotation now, right? Yeah. It already was part of the rotation, but now you can throw more of them. What yeah, else? I'm just I'm a little concerned because of uh, I, I don't know. It's um I don't find Frozen Orb as reliable as Frostfire Bolt was. I guess sometimes it glitches, sometimes it misses. Could be just me though. Gotta 
pointed. Just face him, stare him down. <laughs> I'm scared. I do like the overall focus on being extra special in these, uh, these... <laughs> Goddamn cat. You have a cat and a there. special guest in the background. <laughs> yep. Okay, whose cat is that? It's Thor. It's Thor and this cat. Crying out loud. Our listeners have definitely heard him before. He was crying out loud. <laughs> was. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I was saying was that I, I really like the idea of um, pushing the specs to be even more specialized yes. and more individualized. I like how they're trying to take some things out and trying to put certain things in only certain specs, to, uh, which I understand they did with some of the ability pruning um, in Warlords as well, but I really like the focus. I mean, it's right in line with what they said, that this would be a focus on um, class specialization. They had a lot of that back in the early days as well, was the class spec one back when we had the actual talent trees. So it's nice to see it come back. Definitely. But yeah, Legion seems it's gonna, it's like it's gonna be all about uh, feeling different from other classes and celebrating your own class. And it's cool that they've even brought that into the, uh, the changes in, in the classes. It's very sweet, because like, they seem to have uh, really um, differentiated Frost, Fire, and Arcane and made Frost more frosty. Heh. <laughs> frost more frosty. Yes. It is pretty cool. Which, of course, this is partial to as a Canadian. Of course, that's why I play Frost. Probably but chocolate. pretty ice. But chocolate or vanilla? Hmm. Why not both? Chivanilla. Chinilla. Neapolitan. Yes. I made all the chocolate out of the Neapolitan ice cream. This did. Damn it. Any other thoughts on uh, mages? Do you arcane or fire specs? Well, they're removing some uh, unreliability from fire by making it crit. Um, well, they're making combustion not stupid. How so? Uh, it's no longer the one of the most convoluted cooldowns in the game with yeah. what it does. Less they're mapping. changing it to 100% crit while it's active. Excellent. Because what was it at? Wasn't it was like what was it? What what was combustion? When you, yeah. What did when it you do would exactly apply, before? Back in the day, when you would apply three three like dots of some sort, then you used combustion to increase your damage overall. Essentially, it was a dot. It is a dot. Right and now, combustion is it takes up the sum total of all of your dots on the target, adds them into one dot. And puts a new dot on the target. This sounds this sounds good. It sounds like they're trying to simplify uh, fire a little bit. And uh, has has I'm I know I've been like maining a mage this entire time, but I've never paid attention to fire. Was fire even viable in this expansion at all? Because I don't really remember a time that it was. You need a fair so. amount of gear to make it workable. Yeah. So hopefully these hopefully these changes are. Um, exciting to people who love fire. So they, they are removing a little gameplay element of fire where you can bank a charge of heating up, which oh, allows sweet. you to. Right now, you can be able to cast an instant cast pyroblast, and 
have another charge built up, saying if you get another crit, you'll have another instant cast pyroblast. You can bank that charge, but in Legion, they're taking that out. You cannot get a heating up proc if you have an instant cast pyroblast. Oh wow. Okay. So they're kind of removing that element. However, they're making it so you can cast Inferno Blast while you're casting other spells. That's kind of a game changer for fire. Wasn't Arcane the one spec that was hit with the most changes, though? I'm not sure about that. Definitely more than Thras. Looking through the notes real quick. I thought there was some drastic change. I could be wrong. It says the one significant gameplay change is that Arcane has new mastery. Which increases your maximum mana by a percentage. Yeah. There's no cooldown blank. That is a cooldown. Oh man. We have a cooldown to have no cooldown blank. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make sense. But yeah, gotta go fast. True. Well, I don't know what I do without blank. But yeah, that's such a lifesaver. Seriously, and that's such a good thing for arcane mages as well because. I mean, it's sweet to be an arcane mage, except for having to manage your mana, and that, that takes some practice. Like it's it's not uh, as easy as it sounds, especially if you're pre- playing frost and you're and you're used to not having to deal with. Not to mention, otherwise. it had like two phases. It had a burn phase and then a conserve mana phase for rotation, which was kind of confusing. It was confusing. That's pretty that much why I hated it. <laughs> to each mage's own. Any other thoughts on mages? I'm out. Mm, don't think so. Alright, let's move on. Uh, you know, we don't really have enough paladins in our raid groups, so I'm not sure... Uh, I don't think that you know what that. you're talking about right now. We have like, six paladins? Seven, eight, nine? I think I do know what I'm talking about. I am one of the paladins. Oh yeah, I forgot. Alright, let's begin at the beginning. With Holy. Holy? This is where this is where you come in, Manthe. All right, I gotta. I don't like the changes. I don't like them at all. Okay, let's well, just kind of run through what some of them are now. Like, what what stands out to you? All right, so the big one is that they took a class with no with almost no AOE and gave them even less AOE with the uh, Light of Dawn changes. Now you can't even uh, spam it anymore. It's on twelve second cooldown. Ooh, twelve seconds. Good lord. Um, Holy Shock just seems kind of terrible now, because it's always been your smallest heal, and now that you're not building Holy Power anymore, there's really no point using it. I mean, it gives you the lower cast time on Holy Light, or the extra crit on uh, Flash of Light, but I don't know, it just seems like a waste. And only once every 10 seconds? Yeah, and it's every 10 seconds now, instead of every, I think it's like 4 or 5 right now. This is some long cooldowns. Yeah, but it's dirt cheap. Yeah, it looks like it's next to no mana. Ah, uh, it's, it's like an instant cast holy light. If it's if it stays the relatively same amount now, it heals less than holy light. Well, it's a moderate amount, so for the sake of argument, let's say that moderate amount is the same for both of them. All right, if if, if they if it's the same healing as holy light, then yes, it's pretty good. Um, if it's le- if it's significantly less, then it's probably not even worth it. But probably my biggest problem is the new mastery. Um, That's the one where we all have to stack basically to make it effective, right? Yeah, you have to run back and forth between melee and ranged if you want to get the most out of your mastery. Otherwise, your heals are going to just be their base value. 
So just read that out. It says Mastery Lightbringer is proximity to your target causes your spells to heal for up to 30% with mastery from typical gear, up to 30% more. So the closer you are, the more your heals are going to heal. The birth of the Hogadin. That's that's not always going to be easy to do, depending on the encounter. Yeah. Yeah, no, in stack fights, it'll be ridiculously strong, because you'll be getting free 30% on all of your heals. But any fights with movement, like, if you had that mastery right now in Hellfire, half those fights, you'd just be terrible, because you yeah. wouldn't be getting the bonus. Well, I think you may be blowing out of proportion how good this master is, or how bad it is. I, mean, I was gonna, gonna say, be... wouldn't it be just straight up good for the Holy Paladin to just stack where the tanks or melee is? To better get the most out of his healing and not have to bounce between ranged and melee when that comes? That depends, because if it throws mechanics out to ranged, it could hit the Holy Paladin in the melee. This could be a problem. Yes, there's a few things there's a few things that need to be cleared up. And as far as always stacking with melee, there is that talent that makes it so your mastery applies to your beacon target as well. So you could st stand in ranged and still get the bonus on your melee heals. But I'm thinking more about fights where you have to spread out or there's a lot of movement. Where it's going to be pretty difficult to stay close to who you need to heal. Sounds like an excuse to me. Well, you guys are fucked. Or rather, everybody else is if they're getting healed. It just means you heal yourself. Screw everyone else. <laughs> as far as Light of Martyr, I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. I can't really judge that right now. Okay, Light of Martyr, 2.5% mana, 40 yard range, instant sacrifices a moderate amount of your own health, instantly heal an ally for a moderate amount. Cannot be cast on yourself, which makes sense, because why would you sacrifice a moderate amount of your own health to instantly heal yourself for a little bit? <laughs> but it's a bad number. Yourself if you have Beacon on yourself. That sounds good and bad, so it'd be interesting to see that in play. I'm wondering if you could, like, stack stamina as a Holy Paladin, and then you have a lot more freedom to use that. I bet you it's a percentage of your max health. Oh, that only, suck. It only says 2.5% of mana, so you're going to be losing mana and health. So you're going to become quicker to kill and not be able to heal yourself up? Who knows? Maybe we've got a passive health increase. Like warlocks or fury warriors. I think it could be interesting, but we don't know enough right now to to guess on that ability. Do you think you're going to stay holy in Legion, maybe? No, actually, when we get there, uh, I'm thinking probably either shaman or priest. How about you just go red and I'll switch and go holy? I hate red. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't like red. Curse you, Manthe. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Let's go through protection. Protection probably has the biggest changes for Polly's. Mike? Wrath all over again. How so? Uh, There's no holy power. no longer have holy power. That's a good thing though, right? Oh yeah, I got no yes, problems with that. I think it's great. Oh, I okay. think it's great too. A lot of people are going to complain because they're not going to be able to do that. Like, a shield of righteous right when it matters though. Like they used to with the generator well, of the holy power. Why not? I just if, can see, I've already seen people complaining about certain stuff like that, so I don't know. Again, anything, I don't, I don't play fraud easier. anymore. Well, I agree with you on that, but I don't play fraud anymore, so I won't be able to tell you. I mean, you could just sit on a charge. As long as you don't cap it, you're, you're using them effectively. This is true. Well, it says it costs three charges for Shield of the Righteous. 
No, it has three charges. Oh, gotcha. I misread. Way to go. Uh, new mastery, the divine bulwark. Oh, this is the same as the current one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Because basically just buffs your shield of the righteous, damage reduction, and yeah. increases the block chance. Is the uh, attack power increase on there now? Yep. That's for all tanks. Gotcha. But, um... Tallies will probably still be a strong tank. Nobody seems to bust about it. I suspect they're probably using losing Word of Glory to replace it with Light of the Protector. Um, and Light of the Protector is an instant 15 second cooldown calls down the light to heal yourself for 50% of your missing health. That's pretty sweet. That is... that's nice. Nice fat ass heal. I like the Hammer of the Righteous Chain. I would uh, cleave if you're on Consecration. I'm hoping that the uh, Consecrate follows you is still around. But it might not be. That could be t- that's probably going to be a talent or one of the artifact weapons. Uh, kind of a crappy talent. Oh, whatever. I just see the trees. It's a crappy talent. Alright, let's move along to Retribution. Your Let's turn to shine sucks. there, Thorn. Yeah. Um, Are you excited about the changes, or what do you think? I am. I mean, uh, we, we keep holy power, so I don't, I don't know that it's terribly different. Uh, I don't think really new, anything changes. I mean, we've got a new Blade of Justice, so I guess we'll see how that works. I got a new holy power builder. Yeah, I mean, we're keeping holy power. we got a new builder. Um, the mastery doesn't seem terribly different. Um, and there's a talent called Mothar's Mike, which flings a blade of holy light to the target location and reactivating it teleports the paladin to the blade and strikes nearby enemies for moderate holy damage. So that I love. Um, one of the biggest things about Retribution that is bothersome to me as far as a, a downside is the mobility. Um, there's a nice nice speed boost on a long cooldown uh, if you talent for it, um, but that's about it. So I like the idea that it's if anybody plays Heroes of the Storm, it's very much like Cheerio. Um, I was just gonna say that you basically become Cheerio. But yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like it's uh, not terribly different, and that's that's fine with me. I'm I enjoy retribution, so that's how I felt about Frostmage. Just like just just keep it. It's fine. I don't need complaints. It's fine. So. But the question is, are you gonna stay red when uh, Legion comes? Or are you gonna roll a new class at Thorn? Well, see, I definitely have to try the Demon Hunter. Um, and I'll, I'm already melee as red, so... We're all going to try the Demon Hunter. <laughs> but Chris and I in particular have to try the Demon Hunter out, um, not only to test it for feedback on this podcast, but also just because, like, have you seen the shit? I mean, it looks amazing. I haven't seen the shit. There's a nice demo on MMO Champion. Check it out. Oh, I'm to watch things. That's really cool. We did a super quick, uh... A little blurb about it on the last podcast. Sit real quick. Yeah. Double jump with wings. Is insane. The double jump is gliding. It's just, you know, seeing seeing things that are kind of... Uh, See through walls. Yeah. See through stealth. Shoot laser beams from your eyes. I think if there's going to be any problem with the demon hunters, it's going to be their mastery in PvP. People are going to be complaining that it's completely OP with its movement speed increase. Yeah, the, the mobility is just downright annoying, so it's going to be rough. I don't, What's I don't their know mastery? how melee class is going to handle them. What's their mastery? Yeah, I don't know what it is. 
It's uh, it increases your chaos damage by fourteen percent and your movement speed by fourteen percent uh, with your with whatever your gear is. So I mean, your movement speed plus a damage increase plus all the ridiculous movements like movement abilities that they have with their double jump and their glide is going to be a pain in the ass in a PvP setting where they're just going to be bouncing all over the place. It's going to be like a rogue with a permanent with a permanent sprint almost. Yeah, sprint's pretty fast. Well, that's what the the DPS spec is uh, focusing on. Like that's that's exactly what they're focusing on. So, is movement and mobility. It's definitely going to be a fun class to play. I'm looking forward to it. Totally. There's going to be no excuses for them in a PVE setting for getting hit by stuff on the floor. That is for sure. All right, let's move on to hunters. Um, I do not currently play a hunter at all. Anybody in here play one? I have one. I retired my only hunter and never really played him. Yeah, I've kind of retired him. Panda bear guy. Nice. I like panda bear guy. He is the best. So basically for Beast Mastery, they said they were in a good place overall, um, and they just refined some of the existing abilities to better differentiate them. Uh, previously, Cobra Shot filled all of your free moments in combat, leaving no time for managing your pet, which should be a defining characteristic of Beastmasters. So uh, basically, to help with that and aid in focus accumulation, Dire Beast is now core to the Beast Mastery, uh, which lets them repeatedly summon wild beasts that generate additional focus uh, through their every attack. Just like the current talent. And then their mastery increases damage done by pets by 45%, which I think is also the same, isn't it? Believe so. So not a lot of changes there. Um, there's slight change with Dire Beast reduces the cooldown on Bestial Wrath. That's pretty cool. I, I like to see uh, positive changes in, in Beast Mastery. I think that's the best spec. I mean, not like the best spec, but the most enjoyable spec if you're going to be a hunter. Because to me, it's like if you're going to roll a hunter, you're, you're a rolling hunter because of the cool pet, you know? Like you can be a ranged DPS in so many different ways, but hunter is cool because you got this pet, right? But, but you can only use bows as a hunter and guns, so maybe you're rolling for that. What is the best pet? For bat. For bat? We're back. Survival hunters are now melee. Correct. Yep. Survival melee. looks really cool. It does. That would uh, be the one spec that would bring my hunter out of retirement. <laughs> Not a fan of any other ones? Not really. It's a hard I'd say you're missing out, but I'd be lying. <laughs> <laughs> so the harpoon move, you hurl a harpoon at your target and you pull yourself towards them. And it roots them in place for three seconds. This one's cool. Hunter that is awesome. I was going to say Hunter Charge for the win. Definitely Hunter Charge. Okay. The only uh, spec that uses traps now. Correct. Oh, thank God. Those traps were so annoying back in the day. I also have a uh, Mongoose Bite back. Rapid Strike. Nice. I said that was the funniest name for uh, <coughs> an ability. Mongoose Bite. I believe they are also getting Wing Clip back. They are. Okay. Yep. And marksmanship. Losing their pet, which means they're not really losing anything. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like it just... 
a hunter without a pet isn't a hunter. It's just a dude with a bow. Well, at least they kind of went along the sniper theme rather than just being a hunter without a pet. Yeah. I mean, that's what they are right now. I don't know. To me, it just it takes away from the fantasy. Just, I don't know. Obviously, I don't play my hunter enough to have any sort of opinion on this, but... Well, they I kind would... of feel like the rangers from, like, Warcraft 2. Yeah, yeah. I guess I... So it looks like, for people who enjoyed the previous version of Survival, they moved certain abilities such as Black Arrow and Lock and Load to marksmanship, marksmanship specific talents. Uh, marksmanship? <laughs> uh, and then their mastery of sniper training um, makes critical strike damage and range of all shots increase by 12.5%, which I don't know if that's any different or not. Uh, they basically just removed a moving component of it. That's what it is right now but there's also a thing where you have to stand still for you to get that benefit. Alright, who got in here that plays rogues? I have a rogue. And what spec is your rogue currently? Assassination and subtlety. And what do you think of the assassination changes, good sir? It's assassination. It's, it's pretty much the same. Um, Combat's the only one that's getting gotten an overhaul, really. Nah, subtlety's getting an overhaul. Okay, well, let's talk about combat real quick. You mean outlaw? Yeah, I was gonna say combat, gone, but not exactly. Pirates? It's been changed to Pirates. I think that's cool. Sounds awesome. Uh, the unscrupulous scoundrels of Azeroth. I just called that a rogue. They're pirates. They're pirates. <laughs> Don't let them fool you. Okay, sword, they're going with a sword master fantasy? He's a swashbuckler. He uses swords and a pistol. I love that. That is pretty awesome. I also like that they're less reliant on stealth. That's kind of cool. I will have one stealth ability, and it is ambush, which is actually appropriate. Yes, it is. I think I would use the word ambush to describe rogues, as well as assholes. <laughs> so it sounds like they have saber slash, pistol shots, slice and dice, run through, combat potency, ruthlessness, and main gosh is their mastery, uh, which makes their main hand attacks have 44% chance to trigger an attack with your offhand that deals minor physical damage. I believe that's the same as what it is. Gotcha. I just like how all the uh, talents and abilities kind of sound the way right part there. And then subtlety. Are now ninjas. Sweet. Ah, a subtle change indeed. Yeah. Uh-huh. And whereas the swashbucklers, outlaws, are less reliant on stealth, subtlety is far more. Uh, kinda. Their new passive makes them just kind of go into stealth. So they can go in and out of it during combat instead of being stuck out, right? Uh, kind of. I think it's like whenever they deal You're thinking Shadow Dance, right? Yeah, that's what it is yeah. now. Well, that's what they're turning into, Shadow Dance. Wasn't it stealth for three seconds? Which is not interrupted Basically. by your auto attacks, but you might uh, be broken with your att- like special attacks, like Ambush. Just I just... Your finishing moves have a 20% chance for combo to activate stealth. For three seconds of stealth will not break when you auto-attack or take damage. When this effect occurs, a shadow decoy will appear nearby, confusing your enemies. That's pretty cool. And then there's like a development co- developer comment that says this function will change in PvP. I like that they have to put that disclaimer in. I kind of wish they'd do that more often, so people... So they can just make things as intended and specify it differently for PvP. So that we don't have understand here to go through these druid changes. Um, Moonkin, they're changing the resource bar. 
And they are changing some spell names. I don't know why, but they are. <laughs> okay. They are changing Starcall, or Starfall, not Starcall, to be a basically a bigger hurricane. And it does astral damage. I don't know what astral damage is, <laughs> but it does astral damage. Oh, they're also giving the uh, the Moonkin a uh, an update, the skin update. Higher texture resolution. Us. He looks all cartoony now. But I'm gonna miss the polygons. Remember, yeah, you can just go into your menus and turn on old models. That way, you can look at all of the crappy old models whenever you want. <laughs> Remember the old days. <laughs> I was looking at all those old models for like 10 years. I'm, I'm good. Thanks. You don't want to look at them again? No. Let's see. Feral is pretty much exactly the same. Isn't it Feral or is it Guardian that's using like daggers now? Feral has daggers. I think it's a staff for Guardian. Feral is pretty much exactly what it is right now. That's cool. My Throw up, please. Are Guardian at me? I have uh, my druids. Guardian and Feral. Mine is Feral, and I'm glad there's no changes. Because I still don't really understand my druid, even though she's at level 90. You uh, throw up bleeds and then play um, Watch the Dots. <laughs> Pretty much. As a cat, watching dots sounds awesome. <laughs> For uh, Guardian Druid, I like the spirit of the changes, that they want you to just be less of a someone who dodges things and more who could just. More of just a big fat bear who can take a damn punch. Yeah. A meat shield. I wanna I wanna point something out here. Alright. Is that they say that they don't like where the druids are going, how they like to dodge all this stuff. I would like to point out that one of their level one hundred talents turns one of their cooldowns into you gain one hundred percent dodge. <laughs> what about dip and duck and dive? They only dodge. <laughs> <laughs> But I like the new changes. I don't know why they're getting Moonfire, but I'm totally okay with it. That's fine. <laughs> That's like the quintessential druid move in my book. I like what they did to Frenzied Regeneration. I like. I don't know how I feel about Ironfur. Uh, so Frenzied Regeneration takes 10 rage, it sends in 20 second recharge of two charges, heals you for 100% of all damage taken in the last 6 seconds over 6 seconds. Yes. Uh, the other one is Ironfur, it doubles your armor. Nice. And thankfully, they put a cooldown, or not a cooldown, a active mitigation tool for bears that helps them mitigating its magic damage, which they kind of have trouble with right now. Oh wow, that's cool. I infer to me works almost like guard did for monks. Infer? Yep, might just be me, but it seems like it works the same way almost. As old guard or current guard? As old guard, since guard is gone, we'll talk about that when we talk about monks. Otherwise, it looks like Resto Druid is pretty similar, and they just changed the mastery. They tweaked it a little bit to uh, just reinforce dots and keep the heals over time um, theme going with Resto Druids. Alright, we got Warriors up next. Warriors are dead to me. <laughs> this plays one of those. I do. Not really. I play one of those. I love Warriors. I love my Prop Warrior. Prop Warriors are getting the most emo sounding move ever. Ignore pain. They're becoming barbarians. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. It's a very good skill. I'm just gonna ignore the pain. I don't need shield barrier. Okay, for arms, the only thing that's really changing is we get slammed back. Overpower, I think. Not listed, but maybe. As I said, I'm 
looking through, and all I see is the only thing that's new is slam. Everything else just seems the same. Yeah, I think so. What are the changes? Except, I know, Titan might new? I, I don't know what are they. That's a, an example of one of the arms specific talents. Oh yeah, that's an that example of one of the passive turns. that increases the duration of Colossus Smash by 200% but has right. That is new. That's a potential talent. And then, uh, Fury. So the Enrage is now, quote-unquote, considerably more powerful, doubling your attack speed, along with increasing this damage based on mastery. Also makes you take more damage, but they're also getting a increased base health to go along with that, and they will have a substantial self-healing. I like self-healing. <laughs> Sounds like a nice sustained spec. You do not want them to be a liability. And then plot. I think we're forgetting one thing about warriors. What? I think we need a moment of silence for the disappearance of Carpal Tunnel, the spec. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Gladiator <laughs> battle, battle stands, or whatever it was. Gladiator stands. Gladiator stands. Rip, Gladiator stands. Eh, you will be missed. I will miss you. I mean, the concept was really cool, and for me, like, I don't have any other specs on my, on my tank. So it was neat that I could just switch into Gladiator if I ever needed to go DPS for whatever reason and not have to completely switch out all of my shit. Which is annoying to me. But, uh... I, yeah, the idea was good. This was really pan cool. Out. Yeah, it was well, really cool. in a uh, sort of long-term sort of thing, I remember reading a tweet or a blue post or something saying that it is possible that they, they come back as a separate spec, but not this expansion. That makes sense. Remember when they came out and it was so OP? Oh, it was too strong. Makes sense that there's a possibility for it since they are removing the cap on specs. So that's news for anybody who's not aware of it. There, you can now go beyond dual spec into three or more if you're if you're class. Try or quad spec. Anything else on protection? Uh, that's it. Uh, they bye did bye. ignore pain. They uh, removed shield barrier. I think. Yeah, they replaced it with ignore pain. I think that's pretty much it. Yes. Oh, and uh, they. Protection warriors now primarily generate rage through taking damage, which is fine because that's what we do. Kind of a problem when they're not tanking, though. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Death Knights. Well, Death Knights are getting some interesting changes. The uh, foremost of which is the types of runes are being taken out, isn't it? That's just, just that is correct. Yep. Well, runes are going. Runes are going away. Well, runes aren't going away. They're right. just one being type. one type. Yeah. Okay, my bad. They're just cleaning it all up for you guys. Yeah, I like that change a lot. It's going to make it a they're, lot easier. They're also changing how uh, Bone Shield works. Bone Shield. It's okay, you, you know, can just say condom, it's fine. You have to generate it now, I think is what it said. It is a... Yeah, it generates with Death Strike. That. Um, they're getting Bone Storm as a talent, which is kind of hilarious. That's so cool. You become Murgar. How exciting. Hey. For those unfamiliar, it does a whirl of bone and gore, batteries, batters nearby enemies three times per second to deal minor shadow damage, killing you for 1% of your maximum health per strike. Costs 15 rid of power per second, it's instant, and has a 1 minute cooldown. Yeah, right now, Blood Death Knights have an idiotic amount of self-healing self between uh, Blood Plague, Death Strike... They don't die. Plain and simple. That's kind of the intention, isn't it? I mean, honestly, the, my, my Death Knight is only a fresh 100 as of a couple weeks ago, and he's... He's frost, and the the amount of self healing on the non blood spec is already insane. I could pull massive amounts and survive. It was ridiculous. 
Wait till you try out blood, and you'll never die. <laughs> I think it was right. It sounds fun. I'm excited to see the uh, the DK class halls. It seems like they're going to be pretty uh, spoopy. Is it going to change from uh, yeah, the same thing? I'm guessing they're going to change it because they want everybody to feel special in this. So if they just kept the old one for these guys, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, but the old was a good one. It's a good one to me. That's true. I mean, basically, all of these class halls now operate the way that Evan Hold currently operates. Everybody gets a, a port to their class hall, and it's a specified place where only that class is there. It's basically every class gets an Evan Holt. <laughs> I have a feeling it might end up being the same place. It might just get a remodel, like it, like it'll have a new layout, new graphics, and whatnot. But it'll probably still be the same place. Most likely. Basically, sounds like Frost kind of isn't changing much at all. I love Remorseless Winter over Death and Decay. They are changing Remorseless Winter to the AOE, I think. Yeah, it replaces Death and Decay. They Sweet. are. Oh. Replaces death and decay. Interesting. They're yep. uh, changing what killing machine affects. It will only affect obliterate now, which is um, eh, it's whatever. It really doesn't change that much. I mean, it doesn't. They they want it to be non-ignorable, but I could see it still becoming largely ignorable and making crit <laughs> pretty useless for frost as it is right now. Oh wow, they tried. Unholy is getting uh, slightly more mechanical changes than either of the other two specs. Unholy looks really cool. Weird. Becoming more centered around the pet, isn't it? They're trying to make scourge, not scourge strike, festering strike, um, more thematic. Ew. And it'll put a wound on the target that scourge strike can pop. It does Sick. one to three wounds, and it. Does uh, AOE damage, I think, and damages the target. That reminds me of those videos on YouTube where you can watch people lancing people's zits and stuff. Oh god. Why would you <laughs> watch those? I don't know, sometimes they're satisfying. Well, their plague does that. It has a 30% chance to erupt every time it does damage. Sick. That's pretty sweet. I should just change the name from Unholy to Yucky. What's, what spec DK are you? Yucky. This is yucky. Let's move on to priests. Because <laughs> I'm excited about these changes, honestly. I'm not. I don't play a priest. I don't like my priest. <laughs> well, if you don't like your priest, wouldn't you be excited that they're changing up a bunch? Because maybe you'd like it then? Maybe you'd no. like your priest if he was a little more insane. <laughs> no. Oh. Although you do speak the language of the old gods while you are in void form. That's so cool. Kind of like metamorphosis. So for Shadow, I'm hoping they get a clarity of something like clarity of power currently, some kind of dotless spec, because I thought that it was very interesting. They have two very different specs. Well, not really specs, but play styles, sure, dotless yeah. and dotted. So is Holy getting any changes? Well, let's talk about Shadow. Let's talk about that real quick. So it's got a new resource called Insanity, hence the insane jokes here. That's insane. <laughs> so basically, Mind Blast, Shadow Word, Pain, Vampiric Touch will build Insanity. And um, once you reach max insanity, you transform uh, from shadow form into void form, which gives you access to stronger void magic, but that uh, but you can't maintain the state indefinitely. So get a copious haste buff though. That and stacks uh, with a uh, stack every Ooh. time you go into void form. The intention is that you are supposed to be able to quickly get back into void form after you leave it. You also lose a lot of your healing, which is kind of cool. They're really setting it apart. It's Shadowbend. Just an interesting heal. 
This uh, one gets a two. Mastery is called Madness. It increases the damage and insanity generation of your Mind Blast, Shadow Word Pain, Vampiric Assault. I'm sorry, Vampiric Touch, and Shadow Word Death by 20%. And the example of the talent they brought up is called Oblivion. Uh, it's an instant with a two minute cooldown that lets the power of the void flow through you, instantly generating 100 insanity. So you get more and more insane, and you get more powerful as you get more insane, or go more insane, and then yeah. it's it's like once it reaches its peak, it can't you can't take it anymore. So you start like losing it slowly, and then you start like going back down. So it's basically like the ex-wife spec. <laughs> cool. That's funny. Shut up. <laughs> Cruel. Shut back up to the holy spec. It's like they're taking out the chakra system. They're changing chakra but they're changing well they're keeping the name but changing the system i like the new system a lot i think it it works out really well between both single target and aoe that's good uh, so what, what's the major change here then so like currently with circle of healing every time you heal it reduces the cooldown by one second it looks like they took out circle of healing but they applied that kind of system to two new heals which are basically your holy word heals, a big single target, and then a big AOE. And it's every time you heal, it's now five seconds, and they're on a minute cooldown. Gotcha. So your spells are all reducing the cooldowns of your bigger spells. Right. Interesting. They may also make no use of any shadow spells, so Smite, Holy Fire, and Chastise are all Holy Nova. The only ones left over? They'll have Holy Nova. Holy Nova. Intention is to make it uh, even a big heal spec. It sounds like it, that's for sure. Definitely. And on to Discipline. Disc seems like a lot of work. It's quick talk. But it should be interesting, as it is the kind of some percentage damage, some percentage healing spec. So basically they say that they're trying to change Discipline into a reimagined atonement mechanic. Uh, yeah. So basically they're going to dish out some damage to heal. That is correct. The current way it works is you apply atonement to your allies, and then they are healed for a percentage of the damage you deal. Uh, atonement lasts for 15 seconds, I believe was the current number they threw out. So you would throw atonement out on a few people, and then damage the boss. Additionally, they would have other single target heals, and possibly AoE heals, that they can use, and that would um, supplement their damage healing. Important note is that the healing from atonement is not split, it's copied to all your atonements. Okay. They also lose out on some, a lot of their shields, since Blizzard is trying to shy away from the damage prevention mechanics, well, excessive damage prevention mechanics that it is currently known for. Last I heard, Power Word Shield is losing weakened soul debuff, but it is gaining a 6 second cooldown. Indeed, 3.5% mana, 40 yard range, instant, 6 second cooldown. Shield and ally absorbing a large amount of damage last 15 seconds. While the shield holds, spellcasting will not be delayed by damage. So it's exactly the same, but 6 second cooldown. And no weakened soul. I guess there's just no reason for it anymore. No. There's no reason for it. It stalls. Especially <laughs> if it, like, since it absorbs a large amount of damage, it buys you time. Which is what it I feel like it was originally intended to do. How does it buy you time if it just keeps you from recasting it? It buys you time on your target. Yeah, it's, oh, it's okay. supposed to be like an emergency, oh shit, they're about to die. Gotcha. I love oh shit buttons. It's essentially an instant cast, huge heal, but they don't actually heal from it. Gotcha. I see what you mean. 
There's a lot of changes for priests. Quite a bit. Quite but also got something called uh, Rapture, which is new to them. Raptors? Raptors. Have you full ability? The overpowered. Definitely. That Rapture, though, it's a cooldown that removes the cooldown of power with shield. That's what you were talking about before, Mike, right? Yeah. So you can pretend to be old disc for a little bit. <laughs> Interesting that that will be... A, it's like cooldown... I mean, but they still have... So it's a talent that removes the cooldown? Cooldown, I think. Oh, okay, that, that makes more cooldowns. sense. They, don't, they didn't outline it here, but they said Rapture is a new cooldown that temporarily removes the cooldown of Power Word Shield. But they're still going to have Power Word Barrier, they're still going to have Payment Suppression, still a lot of mitigation, but a lot more healing through the the Atonement mechanic. Very interesting difference. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I like the flexibility of it, since it's focused on doing a lot of... or just doing damage. I mean, the, the expectation of doing more damage has opportunity for remakeups. Well, they do intend for healers to be doing damage now in their downtime. That's good. Let's move on to good old shamans. <laughs> they shoot lightning. They have a new, new resource called Maelstrom. Cool. They gave Elemental back its old mastery. The Elemental Overload? It's a fancy way of saying they have multi-strike. <laughs> <laughs> Grants 40% chance for elemental overload to occur. Elemental overload causes a lightning bolt, chain lightning, or lava burst spell you cast to trigger a second similar spell on the same target that causes 75% of normal damage and maelstrom generation, and no threat. That's cool. It's multi-strike. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it looks like they play almost exactly the same as they do now. Alright, moving right along to enhancement. So, I think these are interesting. A lot of people uh, on the internet I've seen are complaining about it. But it looks like they play very similar to the way they do now. It just is called different things. I mean, you're still maintaining a dot, essentially. Slash, attack speed buff. Basically combine Unleashed Flames and Flame Shock into Flame Tongue. Uh, your Lava Lash and Storm Strike kind of take the place of your 5-stack Lightning Bolt. And Rock Biter is your new spammed ability over the old Storm Strike and Lava Lash. Rock Biter. It's back. 10-yard range instant assaults your target with earth and power, dealing damage, uh, moderate nature damage and generating 15 maelstrom. Cool. Yeah, the rest looks very similar. We'll also have new AoE abilities called Lightning Crash. That's so cool. Do you think it'll be like Thrall-type moves? It's probably going to be a giant lightning cleave in front of you, which will then cause more lightning cleave on your storm strike. So I've heard. And Lava Lash. That's like Pikachu's special move in uh, Smash Brothers for 64. <laughs> Bolt tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it also triggers the uh, the chorus of lightning crashes by live. <laughs> I hope not. Can we get a nod on for that, please? Somebody start working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Made by the same guys who make the Pokemon music for Pet Battle. Yes, can't go home without it. There's Pokemon music Wait, that for exists. Pet Battle. I need that. Oh my god, you guys have to get it. As soon as you go into a Pet Battle, it's like. It's awesome. I am no, I'm in no way surprised. Resto <laughs> Shaman. It's exactly the same. Alright. In fact, it was hard to find the change. Uh, there's one change in there, and it's that it's higher diminishing returns on Chain Lightning. Chain Heal. Sorry, Chain Heal, not Chain Lightning. Yeah, they're. De incentivizing Chain Heal spam and putting a talent in so you can spam Chain Heal. <laughs> Which makes me interested in what the other talents are. I mean, 
if some are going to be for chain heal, but they also don't want to force that, what are the other ones going to be? That's what has me the most curious. Who knows? We got to Affliction. All right, Mike, go ahead. Let's hear it. What? Affliction is the same as what it is now. Okay. I mean, you're going to throw dots up. It's still a complete chance as to whether or not you're going to get soul shards. You're going to pray it's better than what it is now. <laughs> and they're making Drain Life is the main failure spell, which is fine, I guess. It functionally does the same thing as uh, Drain Soul does now. We'll see if it's uh, more damage or not. We'll see if they're putting more dots or putting the damage from the spec more onto dots, then you get the benefit. Right now you get a benefit from channeling Drain Soul on targets with dots. Makes your dots essentially tick again. So we'll see if they're putting more focus on the dots. And they're making Unstable Affliction stronger and cost Soul Shards. Oh. And it still has the Dispel thing it has right now. Can you? It doesn't look like... Can you reset that with any of the other spells? Is that always a 1.5 second cast? Oh, it's always going to be a 1.5 second cast. As far as I know, if you have not seen the trees and whatnot. Right. But it'll cost two soul shards, and your soul shards are generated through agony ticks. Could be a real nuisance in PvP, but <laughs> we'll see. All right. And look, I mean, it, overall, it seems that they just kind of made the dots hit a little harder. I mean, hopefully that'll be... Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same. Okay, demonology. Demonology is... Uh, it's, it's a toss-up. I can't really tell you anything about it since I don't really know anything about it. I mean, since they're completely remaking a spec from the ground up, that's what it appears to be. Um, minor grievances with what they've currently shown. Uh, namely, that like everything has a cast time and everything is loaded on the pets. So now it's, it's like less uh, becoming a demon and more using your pets. Yeah, that's, already... uh, that's uh, thematic fight over who likes what and where mechanics came from and where warlocks get these abilities and yada yada whatever right. he's specifically saying here beta test feedback will be essential in helping us ensure that the new spec feels strong and enjoyable and that they've accomplished their goal of returning demonology to its foundations of trolling the pet more than being the pet which is uh-huh. a separation definitely and sure specifically the fact that they've included that note about beta test feedback means that it sounds like maybe they're maybe as unsure about it as you are mike well, it's basically a brand new spec. And they had to get away from, like, transforming into demons because we are getting the demon hunters who transform into demons. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. <laughs> and, uh, uh, otherwise, some of the, um, uh, stop me if maybe these are not new, but it looks like there's a few new abilities they outlined here. Call Dreadstalkers, which summons two ferocious Dreadstalkers to attack the target for 12 seconds. That sounds new. Cost two soul shards has a 40 yard range, is two second cast with a 15 second cooldown. You can almost have 100 percent uptime on that. So, pretty much everything on that list is new. The only thing that isn't really new is Hand of Gul'dan, but they're changing what it does anyway. Hand of Gul'dan, one to five soul shards, 40 yard range, one and a half second cast, calls down a demonic meteor full of wild imps, which bursts forth to attack the target for 12 seconds. That sounds familiar. Deals up to a strong amount of shadow damage to all enemies within 8 yards and summons up to 5 wild imps based on soul shards consumed. Forgot about doom. Doom is 2% mana with a 40 yard range and instant. It inflicts impending doom upon the target causing absolutely massive shadow damage after 20 seconds. Generates a soul shard when it deals damage. Basically the same thing. Demonwrath is new and the mastery is slightly different from what it currently is. Alright. Destruction. 
Destruction sucks, and I hate all the changes. <laughs> the end. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what happened? Tell us what's upsetting you. So, uh, fun little destruction changes. They are moving away from burning embers to soul shards. There's another thing. Every Warlock spec is going to have soul shards now. It goes from one to five. You generate one out of combat. You go up to five with abilities in combat. Various vendors and consumers, or consumers and producers of these soul shards. All warlocks are getting life tap back, which is super exciting. Yay. <laughs> oh, are you being sarcastic? Maybe. He, he sounds so excited about these changes. <laughs> Could you tell? So, the biggest problem I have with um, distraction, from what I have seen for it, I am told that talents will make it better, is that their only spender for soul shards costs two soul shards, and it is chaos bolt. The only way they can reliably make soul shards is with conflagrate, which has an 8 second recharge and two charges. So essentially every 16 seconds they get a chaos bolt. Guaranteed. Wow. That's it. Incinerate. The rest is RNG. The rest is RNG. It's uh, uh, it is a chance roll on a chance roll. It is. Oh no! You have a chance of getting a shard on immolate crit ticks. Fantastic. So you have a chance on a chance on immolate to generate Immolate a soul shard. Critical strikes have a thirty percent chance to generate a soul shard. So you have to have immolate running, which is not new, but it also has to crit. And then when it does crit, you only have a 30% chance of that crit generating soul shine. Yeah. And then their new masteries, they have a, they get bonus damage on their spells over a range. Um, they said that it's zero to a high number with mastery. However, if I'm not mistaken, or have it. Destruction spells deal up to 40% additional damage randomly. Right. They say that it's a high value. Um, so that's with your average mastery gear. Pretty much every spec, though, they've said this is with average mastery gear, and it's been like twenty to forty percent. So I don't, I don't like this mastery. I know that it'll probably roughly even out to a twenty percent damage increase on your spells, depending on how it's distributed. At least with that number they gave, but it's more random crap for the spec. I'm sorry. The RNG definitely seems strong here. Right. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Talents, all that jazz. Other things of note is they made Fire and Brimstone a talent. And they nerfed it. And Shadowburn is now a talent with increased usability. I don't know what that means, but that was kind of a big thing for Destruction was Shadowburn. All right. Well, I can see why you're underwhelmed and or wary. They're also removing Dark Soul. Why? Yes. The, they're removing the cooldown for Dark Soul, and they're supposedly reducing the cooldown on Infernal and Doomguard, and potentially buffing them. Interesting. Are they maybe supposed to be more of the evened out damage, while the rest is RNG, maybe? I don't know. Uh, as it sits right now, Infernal, or not Infernal, Doomguard is a powerful cooldown, it has 10 minute cooldown, and it does a fair amount of damage. But I don't particularly like having a cooldown tied to a guardian that you can't control. Indeed, it seems like a quite the departure from a very tightly oriented rotation. Definitely. In its current state, destruction is fairly consistent, and they're trying to push it more towards a more chaotic spec. 
but it looks like they more pushed... thematic. It looks like they pushed it a little too far, though. Yeah. Sorry, Relax. <laughs> like you might be uh, really high on the charts one fight and middle of the way another fight and possibly lower. <laughs> Possible. All right, we'll right along to Monk. Yes. Master, you have expressed a lot of excitement about the Brewmaster Monk. They got rid of the guard mechanic, and I am so happy about that. Okay, well, first off, I'm going to give you a brief explanation of what guard was and why it's a good thing. In my opinion, it's gone. Guard was essentially an absorb shield that helped with your damage input, but you could okay. take very spiky damage consistently. That's now gone. They have added a new resource, and they've taken one away. We no longer use Chi, which was like a combo point thing. We no longer use that. We just nice. use energy. But they gave us a keg mechanic. In other words, we're going to be drinking beer as we're tanking. Yeah. <laughs> they gave us two new abilities. They gave us Iron Skin Brew, which is an instant 20-second recharge, three charges. Increases your stagger amount by an additional 50% for 6 seconds. Shares the charge with Purifying Brew. And, of course, Purifying Brew is a 20-second charge. Or 20-second recharge, three charges, and it clears your stagger. So these changes to me are, like, going to be really good for the monk. Because, again, they have consistently taken spike damage for, what, two expansions now? Three expansions now? So it's going to definitely be some good, good changes. And as far as the offense abilities go, nothing of those have really changed, except they're reducing the cooldown of your brews. So in other words, you'll be able to recharge them faster, essentially. In other words, I'm pretty excited about Brewmaster tanking again. As I mentioned that I told you, if we need a tank, by the time Legion comes, I might consider tanking. Sweet. That sounds fun. It sounds more active. It sounds like there's a little more control. Do you play Mistweaver? No, I do not. Mistweaver is a weird alien spec. I know that they're getting rid of Fistweaving. I mean, that was all I really know. And Fistweaving getting rid of was, uh, mist. was combat. Combat healing, basically. You get up in melee and as you do damage, you heal. Gotcha. Sounds like they are uh, reworking Renewing Mist to stand on its own. Replacing Uplift. Giving some more direct control on the heels. Yeah, they're making... I mean, they're kind of removing Soothing Mist, but they're not. Yeah, it's just a passive now. It's huh. a passive instead of a spell you have to cast, because they wanted to make it so that if you needed to heal somebody, you no longer had to set up all this crap to actually heal them. <laughs> so essentially, they changed the order that you use these. So... Uh, Soothing Mist is just automatically applied, should you choose to do that. Cool. I do like the sample talent they uh, gave, though. Mistwalk. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty awesome. Mistwalk is a 40-yard range, an instant 20-second recharge with two charges, and instant causes you to instantly dash to an ally and healing them for a large amount. Mm -hmm. Sounds like an oh shit button. So now, now <laughs> see, if Holy Paladins got that, that would be awesome. That actually makes sense. <laughs> the whole proximity thing. Too bad. <laughs> Moving on to Windwalkers. There's some pretty interesting changes for Windwalker. Ooh, like what? Um, one is bad. We can no longer move while doing Fist of Fury, which kind of sucks. 
That was kind of cool to be able to move Why while punching randomly. I don't know, but they did. But they uh, they changed how Tiger Tiger Brew worked, which was a 15 stack uh, buff increased damage that you you gain one stack for every four combo points you spent or whatever it was. It's now just basically um, wings. Is a you click it and you get a buff damage. Cool. Buff. I, I just wanna hang on a second. You can move and cast Fist of Fury. It says can't be channeled while moving. You can move and channel it. Oh good, so they did not take that back away. No, they did not. They baked the glyphs that everybody took into it. Oh. Interesting. They took the stun out. Okay. And then, let's see, the net, the other good change is the store for fire talents. It now works as a toggle, and the clones will attack something on their own instead of the target that you're attacking. So now you no longer have to click a target and force your clone to go attack that target. They'll do it automatically. It is mostly a buff. Yeah, it says developer comment. Now a simple toggle. No targeting necessary. Spirits will automatically seek out nearby enemies to attack while you attack your target. Panda party. Pandas. Pandas. Other than that, everything else looks pretty the same for one walker. Change the mastery. Oh, mastery yeah, they changed the damage. Your abilities deal 25% more damage when they are not a repeat of the previous ability. That's the change. They wanted Windwalkers to feel like you were playing a fighting game. Yep. That's pretty sweet. Alright, well, these are some pretty exciting changes, uh, all in all, guys. And we really want to thank all of you for taking the time to sit in here with us and go through each of these classic yes. paths. Uh, and take the time out of your schedules to, to join us and, and be on the podcast. So, thank you guys. Thank you. Busy, no problem. No problem. So busy. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Seeing as I have none of your addresses, your expectations should be incredibly low. And we yeah. have no money. Maybe you'll guess. Get it right. I live somewhere in Oregon. Can't miss it. Address <laughs> to Master Monk in Portland, Oregon. Figure it out now, people. Yeah, U.S. Postal Service can do it if they don't destroy it. I believe in them. I believe in them, too. They got a mastery buff, too. All right. Wasn't that great? It was. Oh, oh I man. love those guys. They're so fun. Yeah. Fuck them. What's next? <laughs> All right. Well, WoW's 11th anniversary. Uh, we mentioned this at the top of the show, but um, log in between now, which is right now. Monday, November 16th and November 30th to earn WoW's 11th anniversary achievement and check your mail for a special anniversary gift package. Ooh, I love packages from Blizzard. So they'll basically be filled with fun items to mark the occasion, including... A celebration package. This increases your XP and reputation gains from kills by 11% for one hour. A celebration wand. Oh my god. Celebration package and a celebration wand? <laughs> That's hot. Giggity. Thanks, Blizz. Uh, it looks like you're probably going to get one or the other wand. I'm not no, sure. No, you get both. Oh, you do? Yeah, you get five charges of the null celebration one, so you can turn somebody into a null for five times. Nice. And then you get the uh, the murloc one. It's really cool. That's pretty sweet. As far as I know, we've never been able to turn people into murlocs before. I don't think so. So you get five charges of that, too. Um, the mail, like the in-game mail that, that comes with uh, the celebration package, 
um, is from the WoW devs. So I'd just like to say thank you, WoW devs, Thanks, devs. for the large package and the celebration wands. Thanks for your package and wands. Yeah, two at a time. I know what's up. <laughs> I know what's up. You also get the exquisite costume set of Edwin Van Cleef. Yes. Um, which allows you to transform into him. Yes. I don't remember the the stats on that. It's like a count bound. I, I don't it's recall a purple either. There's, item. there's also I was looking at it earlier. There's charges for all of this, so yeah. this is, I think it has like fifty charges maybe. I think so. I don't remember. Um you get inflatable Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade of the Windseeker. Nice. And um, using this item grants you the feat of strength. Did someone say? Dot, dot, dot? <laughs> I love that's a great name hey, for a feat. Did, did someone say Thunder Fury, Blessed Blade? They did now. I just said that, didn't I? Yeah, so the so this is the inflatable version. It's not it's not a legendary, it's an item. It's got charges. Again, all of these things have yeah. charges. They will run out. Um, so put them in your bank and hold them forever. Yeah, and you get them <laughs> on all of your characters if you log in um, during the anniversary celebration. So you can get lots of them. Yeah, and they're also uh, encouraging everybody to use the hashtag 11 years of wow. 11 uh, years of wow. Share stuff about... Uh, Next month will be my 11 year anniversary. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. But they want to hear your favorite thoughts and memories from World of Warcraft with the rest of the community. So... Hashtag 11 years, uh, and that's the number, 11. One, one years of WoW. One, one years. Okay, so we've got a patch coming tomorrow. Tomorrow being uh, November 17th. It's patch 6.2.3, and we will have the overview and the patch notes in the show notes. Yep. So what we've got coming up, um, and we already covered this on an earlier episode, but uh, we've got Cross Realm Mythic Raiding. New Time Walking Dungeons, which I'm extremely excited about. Oh, yeah. And the return of the Valor Currency. And, of course, the most important change that ever happened in WoW. The Grove Warden Mount, which is a moose, <laughs> which I thought I could buy with money, but now I can't. So now I have to do Heroic Archimund to get it. It's okay. We got that. We got it. Uh, otherwise, it's the end of the current PvP season, the beginning of Warlord Season 3. It is uh, also the beginning of the first Cataclysm Time Walking bonus event, um, which begins on Wednesday, November 18th. I'm so excited. And that will include Grim Batoll, Stone Core, Lost City of Tolvir, <laughs> Vortex Pinnacle, Throne of Tides, and End Time. Dude, oh, I am so stoked for that. Also, they're expanding the Northwind. N- Northwind? They're no, expanding Northwind. the Northwind Time Walking bonus event to include Pit of Sauron. <laughs> And the BC uh, time walking will include Magister's Terrace. Perfect. Oh, I'm so stoked. I love time walking. Um, I'm also look out for the bitchin' new infinite dragonflight mount. And remember, it's a rare drop from any dungeon boss, specifically during time walking. That's so cool. So I know everybody's We're saying walk that. The crap out of this. Fuck yeah. I'm already, <laughs> I already time walked the shit out of time walking weekends. But now I have even more incentive. Like, I've almost got enough time walking tokens to get that. Yeah. Other mounts, we so. may not have it this week, listeners, because we've got family coming into town, but I might just call them and tell them just not to come. Yeah, don't come. we got stuff to do. we got time walking, sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> also remember that Valor is back, yeah. uh, and you get it by taking part in Heroic and Mythic Dungeons yeah. from various bonus events and via the first run through Raid Finder each week. Uh, and you can just use like that the to, old days. Yeah. And you not can, so you, old days. You can use it to upgrade gear uh, up to five item levels at a time, up to two times per piece. Sounds pretty sweet. So pretty worthwhile. Yeah, so the patch class changes are as follows. And, and in general, it's a shit ton of buffs. So, go ahead. d 10% power buff nearly across the board. Nice. Druids, balance, 6% buff. Paladins, ret, 8% buff. Shaman, elemental enhancement buffed, 4%. Warriors, enrage now increases all damage dealt by 15%. Up from 12... 12? Up from 10%. <laughs> 
Arm spec, seasoned soldier now increases all damage dealt by 15% up from 10%. Now when we say that DKs are 10% power buff, balance is 6%, red is 8%, these are buffs to the main damage spells for each of those specs. Right, so right. Basically that's what we mean by the overall. But yeah, lots of buffs across the board. There's going to be a lot more damage going on. I love getting buffed. <laughs> uh, also, if you're looking to make some cash, they increased the drop rates of Felblight from skinning, mining, herbalism, and fishing by about 20%. Sweet. So yeah, go, go get you some. Go get you some. Now, if you're super excited about the Grove Warden Mount like I am. Like you are. I am. I am too. Me too. Oh my god. Um, But, um, unfortunately, you do not think that you will be able to do Heroic Archimond. Um, Archimond. Archimonde. I always want to call him Archimonde. I call him Archimond. 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 Whatever. Um, so this cool hashtag was invented by somebody called at Tom Tomix T H O M I C K S, and it's hashtag Friendship Moose. Um, and I like is, it. I love it. Um, it's uh, hashtag Friendship Moose is a Twitter community-driven initiative to get friends uh, the Grove Warden mount from killing Archimond on heroic. And the plan That's is, cool. yeah, and the plan is to get a group of experienced individuals who are comfortable and willing to take groups of less experienced players through fight the fight to acquire the mount. To that end, this person is reaching out to the community for experienced players who may be interested in helping out. When uh, it's a long-term project, so just however long until whenever the the offer goes away, like whenever, because the Grove Ward mount is a drop. I think it's a guaranteed drop. You just have to for kill Mark yeah. But for a limited time. For a limited time. So that's why they're trying to get this done as quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, um, this person is Alliance, unfortunately. Um, but that's only for now. <laughs> we um, won't hold it against him. No. Because this is a really um, yeah, nice... Yeah, I'm sure the Hordes, the Hordies will jump on this. But uh, you have to be at least 710 in um, your item level and be willing to work up to get your item level to 710 in the next couple of months. No role requirement. Um, they will form groups based on the larger pool of interested players. And uh, tweet your interest at T-H-O-M-I-C-K-S um, with the hashtag Friendship Moose with your spec and item level. And don't worry if it's too low because they will try to accommodate you. Yeah. This is awesome. Very cool. So um, I would definitely be willing because we're doing heroics now. So um, yeah. once I get my moose, once I get me my moose... <laughs> Then I will be willing to help you guys. So, um, perhaps... To get your mooses. To get your... Your mieses. Your meese. That is the plural of mooses. Yes. Is it for real? Yes. Like, honestly? Yes. That's not like a no. shitty animal facts subreddit? It's true. Okay. Meese. <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody, who, everybody That's adorable. who isn't Canadian is silly. That's adorable. Um, but yeah, so perhaps in the coming month, Thorn and I and our guild would be willing to help people out. So, yeah. So, yeah. Check that out if you want that moose. Um, we actually have some Hearthstone um, stuff. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. The new patch dropped in Hearthstone, patch 4.0.0.10833. So for real. I don't know if that's really how they generally <laughs> do those patch numbers because they're a little ridiculous. That's silly. But be sure to join Elise Starseeker, Bran Bronzebeard, Sir Finley Merglinton, and Reno Jackson in the Temple of Orsis. I think it's pronounced Finley Merglinton. The first wing of the League of Explorers, which just opened a few days ago. Ooh, a few days ago. The rest of the patch is an expedition through your four exotic wings with 45 all-new Hearthstone cards for hey, your how collection. how exotic are they? 
pretty exotic. Uh, there's two brand new game boards to explore with a treasure trove of clickables to discover, which is always fun. Um, the new discover keyword is a new mechanic. Um, so basically you play a discover, uh, a card with a discover mechanic, and you choose from one of the three cards that, br- that it brings up. So you play the card, and you get a choice of three different things that it can cool. do. Uh, the falling card backs have also been added. The Explorer's Map, which uh, you get by reaching rank 20 or higher in ranked play mode during the mm-hmm. end of November. So that's the monthly November one. Uh, the Staff of Origination. Oh, that is acquired by defeating every wing of the League of Explorers in heroic mode. Nice. The Blizzard 2015, acquired by attending BlizzCon 2015, or by purchasing the BlizzCon 2014 virtual ticket. So nice. if you did not do that, sucks to be you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Legacy of the Void, acquired by purchasing the digital deluxe or collector's edition of StarCraft II, Legacy of the Void. They're all very nice looking. Absolutely. I've so, always loved the, the art on these card backs. They're, they're beautiful. beautiful. I love everything Blizzard does is gorgeous. Of course. Shut. Um, deck lists of the champs. Decks of the BlizzCon players available online now. And we will have the link for that in the show notes. Including world champions Ostaka winning, Ostaka's winning decks. Mm-hmm. Pronounced Oskaka, Ostkaka, Oskaka's winning decks. Congratulations, Oskaka, <laughs> on your decks. Good job having those winning decks. Everybody go online and look at the links to look at Oskaka's decks. Look at the decks. That's he so did it, many. And so can you too. Decks. Now it's time to talk about Heroes of the Storm because we know you can't stop talking about it either. Okay, this week we will have a brawl with the blues. Brawl with the blues. A brawl with the blues. That's like the hardest thing to say. A brawl with the blues. Thank you. On November 18th at 11 a.m. PST. Uh, So that'll be on Twitch. Hooray. Uh, Chogal is coming to the (gasps) Nexus um, this week, tomorrow, the 17th. Um, So basically this is the, they always do these brawl with the (laughs) brute. You can't do it. Brawl with the blues. (laughs) shows uh in order to show off some of the new heroes and mechanics and see it all in action and that sort of thing right uh and so this time they're going to bring jesse cox sinvicta and crendor which are all uh well-known uh personalities in the in the field uh and jesse cox in particular is both a youtuber and the owner of the stellar lotus protein yes he is um otherwise they'll be joining uh trixler and ravenix in game so uh we always look forward to those uh I know a couple of them have not worked out. Hopefully this one will, because uh, they're always a good time. So. Yeah, come on. Come on. Make Otherwise, the patch PTR notes are up. Um, we'll go through just a few of these, because there's kind of a lot. Um, the Towers of Doom map will be out. There are art and UI updates. And the biggest, possibly the biggest change overall, what? is the even out of scaling. What? So I think we mentioned this when we did some of the BlizzCon coverage, but mm-hmm. basically when you fall behind in early levels right. and your team is seven and their, their team is nine, there's a big power differential between those two. You're at a big dif- disadvantage. Now, later in the game, if your team is 17 and their team is 19, there's not as big a power differential. Right. Of course, then you're just chasing them to make sure that they don't hit 20 before you do because that's when you get new talents, but that's different. Okay. The power, the raw power of fighting each other is not as drastic later game. Right. Now, this is going to even it out so it does, so things are more even throughout the entire game. Okay. What that means for players, realistically, is that your early game deaths used to not mean quite so much. It would give the other team a little bit more XP, so they would get further ahead in levels early on. Um, 
this is actually going to even that out a little bit. Um, it does mean that your death timers are probably going to be a little longer. I think is that is part of it. Okay. If I'm if I remember correctly, your death timers actually are a little longer early game. They want your deaths to feel Substantial. like they matter. Yes. Ah. People people were taking it a little lightly in the beginning of the game because yeah. your death timer you die and in five seconds you're right back up again. Seems like longer to me. Well, I don't know. I just thought that was always a pet peeve of mine. Well, I mean, you're back up again, but then you have to run from the the base all the way back to your lane and that sort that's of thing. That's annoying. So yeah, um, this should even things out. We're going to see this week when that's implemented how that affects the game, but th those are the giant, that's kind of the biggest change to the whole thing. Again, these are PTR. Um, so honestly, there are a lot of other changes for some of the uh, individual heroes. We're actually going to skip through those. These are PTR patch notes. I don't want to run through a bunch of changes that we don't know are necessarily going to stick, so we're going to actually skip through those uh, this time, but I do want to touch on just one of them in particular. Which one? Uther. Uther. So Uther is getting a slight nerf. Um, when Uther dies, he goes into a spirit form so he can heal you after death. Right. Very much like in WoW, a holy priest. Okay. Um, so he goes into spirit form, and it used to be 10 seconds, now it's down to 8. Oh. Also, his heroic, the Divine Shield, uh, which is basically like a pally bubble in, right. in Warcraft, um, the cooldown on it has been increased from 70 to 90 seconds. So, well, I mean, it's a it's a nerf. Like, he's the cooldown now takes longer for it to be up again. Oh, I get it. So, we'll see. We'll see. They said at BlizzCon that he was actually at a 50% win rate, so I'm not sure exactly why they're doing this. Um, probably because he was pretty much at, like, 100% pick or ban uh. <laughs> um, for all of the pro, pro games. So, we'll see. Um, we have some Diablo news. We actually do. There's a brand new patch. Oh my Just god. Patches I'm everywhere. So excited. Hell yeah. Patches a Patches a hoolahan. <laughs> okay, so there's a new area, Grey Hollow Island. Which sounds really interesting. They've got um, expanded zones, so two existing zones are receiving new, fully explorable additions featuring new bounties and events. Um, survive the hunting grounds of the fierce Yeti in the Eternal Woods, a new branch of the ruins of Seshron Zone, and Leoric's Manor becomes a bit grander beyond the collapsed stairwell in Act 1, opening up the royal quarters for curious treasure hunters. The royal quarters. And the ruins of Seshron. Seshron. I just like saying that word. I'm a curious treasure hunter. Are you now? Yes. Uh, set dungeons are also new, uh, so they made four custom designed set dungeons. Um, basically, they're pre-generated, they're static, it's a course, it's designed entirely around a specific class's set. So you put all six pieces of your chosen set on, and you jump into something like, um, or well first you go visit the Orcs library to obtain a clue on where these hidden trails, uh, trials are located. Because if you want to know something, you just got it a library. Yeah, totally. Uh, and then you hunt down your dungeon of choice and go try and master it. And, you know, so it's going to have specific things that... Uh, challenge you on your sets in particular, which yes. is just an interesting that is way to do things. Awesome. Um, we've got empowered rifts. Spend your gold to empower a greater rift, granting a fourth opportunity to upgrade a legendary gem. Always good. <clears throat> gold costs vary, vary based on their tier of greater rift level attempted, and bonus upgrades are granted only to those who complete the rift, so spend wisely. Spend it wisely. Uh, then they're also doing something called Season Rebirth, and basically it just lets you keep your hero. Um, you don't get to keep any of his stuff. You don't keep yeah. you don't keep gear or Paragon levels or any of that sort of thing, but you keep the name and the hours played. That's cool. So if you'd like to just kind of have a sense of continuance, you can do it this way now. I'd like that. Um, we've got a revised buff bar. <laughs> <laughs> um, a cleaner, clearer user interface makes its way 
to all platforms um, with the revised buff bar. Static buffs have been removed from, from the buff bar area, replaced by new indicators and timers that have been added to the skill bar. Nice. They've also included a collapsible buff holder, which condenses party and group buffs and can be expanded by moving your cursor over the indicator, revealing all your buffs at a moment's glance. Have you seen this yet? Because I actually haven't played since this No, this so we're going to check that Interesting. out. Interesting, yeah, we'll have to check that out. Also, I'm really interested in this. The, the action combat system, they mentioned this at BlizzCon, that the console version of action, action combat has now been rolled over into PC. So I don't know what any of that means, but apparently it's pretty fun and it's pretty exciting, so we'll have to check that out and Definitely. see how that works. Um, there's a stash tab. Stash tab, stash tab, stash, stash, stash tab, stash tab. Sixth stash tab is now purchasable for 500,000 gold. And one additional stash tab per season, up to four, will also be available to unlock by completing seasonal objectives. Cosmetic pets now pick up gold for you. And that's pretty cool. That is awesome. I like that. Uh, one final minor thing. Taunt now causes monsters to consistently attack you. I guess that's not so minor. No. Um, taunt no longer just pulls them to you. They that's actually great. consistently attack you. Um, so Otherwise, there's tons of updates. I mean, I'm talking about tons. Tons of updates to tons. items, to the individual classes, many of which we would not have understood if we tried to read them off to you guys. And then also individual class items as well. A whole new slew of legendaries. There's so much so that much. you guys were going to have to actually refer you to the show notes to go check out these patch notes yes. for yourself and for the part, parts that matter the most to you. I think it's time for some motherfucking shoutouts! Shoutouts, yay yay! Shoutouts this week. I want to shout out, uh, send a shoutout to Optizniz. He is a listener and a guildmate. Hi, buddy. Hey, man. I just wanted to thank you for the generous medallion of the Legion. Um, he gave this to me in hopes that it would help me get off my ass and actually get my <laughs> flying done. He was wrong. Uh, yep, you were wrong, but I do appreciate it. Um, and it, it is helping me move down the path ever so slowly. Um, so thank you very much. You could have sold that for a few thousand gold. Uh, you gave it to me instead, and I appreciate it. Very nice of you. Uh, Manfi, also want to thank you for... The uh, idea for the segment that you guys heard earlier about yeah. the class previews. That was so if you Manfie's hate that idea. segment, it's Manfi's fault. Yeah, Manfi is the one to blame. That's how things work in our guild and, <laughs> and on our, <laughs> our raid team in particular. Thanks, Manfi. Thank you. Um, a shout out to uh, Kara at Zandara, X-A-N-D-A-R-A. Um, on Twitter, she asked if perhaps I would like to use the Twitter name has a coast fist. Ooh. Didn't even think about that. That's actually pretty Very, good. <laughs> very creative. Um, although, upon listening to last week's uh, podcast, I guess you could call it, sounded more like me flooding my basement the whole time. <laughs> just want to apologize to everybody for... I mean, I thought I had kept my fangirlism in check, but obviously I had not, and I just want to apologize to everyone. Um, hey, look, we started the show with like a personalized message I know. to you. I know, and that really affected my demeanor, <laughs> and I'm just really sorry. Um, so, I, uh, Zendara, I don't think I'll be using Hezekostist, but that was definitely pretty pre- That's like the cleverest thing. Cleverest? Most clever? I think, yeah, I think cleverest is the word. That was the cleverest thing ever, so I'm just, I will use it, but in my personal life only. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I'd like to give a shout out to the Caution Wet Floors podcast. Um, it's at. CWFP, CWF podcast on Twitter. Um, thank you for the shout out last week and answering my burning question. Um, I asked that podcast if they lost their dick, what would they replace it with? <laughs> yeah, um, so tune into their most recent episode to hear the answers to that. Yeah, they did like a. They, there was two out of the three that are usually on, and they did a top five things that they would replace their dicks with, and it was quite creative. 
It was very enjoyable. <laughs> and they plugged us super hard. So thank you very much for that. Um, what would you replace your dick with if you lost your dick? The banana stand, of course. Okay. Okay. Um, we got a tweet from... Uh, <laughs> We got a tweet from Dalus at D-A-E-L-U-S-H-P on Twitter, um, and he or she says, uh, Lagging balls, loving the show, very fun to listen to at work. As a fire mage, loving the changes so far, that fire mage weapon, oh my god, so cool. Nice. I agree. We really lucked out in this expansion, because, I mean, they're all, all of the artifact weapons are gorgeous, but we really lucked out, so thank you for that tweet. It was real nice. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, Tidget at Tidget underscore gnome wrote like at lagging balls and thornbrow. I normally am completely against it, but I'd let you love punt me just once. Ooh. Hashtag full circle. Hua. Wow, that's kind of hot. Nice one. Well, we went from gnome hate to all full circle to love punts. Yes, so. love punts. Thanks, Tidget. Thanks, Tidget. Um, and just uh, on a serious note, shout out to everyone affected by Friday's tragic events. If you've listened to our podcast uh, in past episodes, you know that we're big fans of Eagles of Death Metal, and we are horrified to know that we lost some of our fellow fans, in addition to so many other innocent lives lost that day. Um, we were proud to see that the Warcraft community were holding vigils for the victims in-game, and even putting up location information with a looking for group tool. Um, it's really so nice to be part of such a caring community, guys, and we're really proud of everyone. So, good job. Listener feedback time! Because the more you write, the less we have to. Thanks! Alright, so this week, St. Elsewhere wants to know what we're going to do when we have to level up different weapons for each spec because you play Paladin uh, and I play Mage, and sometimes right. you need to switch up your spec. Yep. You know, at the drop of a hat. I don't like doing it because it's annoying, but. Um, but he also wonders what's going to happen to the Altaholics. So, roll clip! Hey guys, my question this week has to do with weapons in Legion. And I know only so much has been announced, but I'm asking if you guys are a little nervous about this kind of thing. Given that you play primarily a mage and a paladin, now suppose you go in and different, uh fights in different raids call for different specs. Say there's one fight where if you're a frost mage, that's great. Other fights where you have to be fire or arcane, well, that's three different weapons you have to level up. Do you think that that's going to be a big pain in the ass? And how does this whole weapon leveling thing affect people who are altaholics, who want to have God knows how many dozen characters over the level 100? Do you think that that's going to just really kind of gimp people out and make it so you have to have a very clear-cut main character. Whereas before, maybe you had three or four that you were gearing. Now, that's not going to be easy at all. Okay, so um, I hadn't actually thought about this at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, and I'm kind of worried about it. Uh, yeah, thanks, St. Yeah. Alfred. I'm all oh, worried God. about it. Um, the thing <laughs> is, though, like neither of us are altaholics. Um, yeah. so it's not going to be too mm, bothersome, I guess, and I make it a point to hardly ever change my spec because it's difficult and it takes time and effort, and that's not why I play games, <laughs> so, but, uh... However, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you, that was your mindset about it when you leveled up as a fire mage and swore that you would never switch from fire mage, only to true. switch to frost, 
and find out that you love I it. I do love it. Now that I love it, I don't have to switch. Duh. <laughs> um, but I looked at the forums, and uh, apparently, yes, you need to pick up all the artifacts for the spec that you can, that you might play early on. And then you have to decide what weapon to upgrade as you go along, and then future catch-up mechanics will be put into place in the game, but none of them are known yet. Sure, of course not, yeah. Um, it's too early for that. Yeah, so this person on the forum suggested picking a spec and getting it as strong as you could through your method of play, and then mess with the others trying to level multiples at one time. Um, and it might be a pain in the ass. But, uh... She says, changing specs will be a pain regardless of what Bliss says. They will put in place to be prepared for that now, like Illidan would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and then another person on the forum said, I'm actually entirely okay with that design. I like ha having your spec choice have more meaning and not something you casually switch on and off at will. Um, but it will feel good to build towards the desired path with more focus for a change. Yeah, definitely. So th those are those were good. Um those were good points because obviously like we just we had not thought about that at all right so good question though i'm gonna stay frost fuck you. everybody <laughs> Kidding me. okay um and we have a question from our guild mate and avid listener my buddy juden uh she says juden here just wanted to tell you guys how much fun i'm having again playing world of warcraft with you folk oh nice that feeling's mutual <laughs> <laughs> It had been really, it had been a really long time playing solo WoW, just logging in, doing chores, logging off, etc. I'm so grateful at how fast you ballers accepted me into the guild and all that funky business. It means so much. Quite frankly, it feels like I am actually playing World of Warcraft again. That That's like one of the highest compliments. My heart. Aww. It's been nice having you, uh, especially your leadership on the PvP side of things. Yeah. Uh, we're really trying to amp that up a little bit because neither of us are. Once again. In case you haven't been listening, <laughs> we suck at PvP. So we having some expertise PvP in the guild is very cool. Um, and trying to, trying to start up a PvP contingent for the guild in particular is very cool. We're excited about that. So Absolutely. So in relation to that, she says, uh, quick question. What was your first ever experience of PvP in the world of Warcraft? And she gave us some background on hers. Personally, my first ever experience was leveling my troll shaman in 2009. Peacefully questing in Ashenvale when this bastard dwarf paladin came up to me and slash waved. Because I was new to the game, I saw a red tag and thought, shit, I have never killed a dwarf NPC before. So I healed up, looked at him, thought to myself, for the horde, and started attacking. Very soon <laughs> I realized this wasn't any normal NPC. Soon I had dwarf doing his slash dance on my corpse, accompanied with that maniacal laughter that dwarf mills do. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty sweet oh first, my God. first experience. That's hilarious. Um, I don't remember. Do you remember? I, I don't remember my first ever experience in PvP, but I leveled on Boulderfist US, which is a PvP server. So I do recall the experience, uh, like I said uh, earlier in the show, um, of just leveling where you could get ganked at any time. Yeah. It would come out of nowhere. You kind of had to expect it. It didn't mean you had to accept it. No. But there was also just this level, this tiny little fear yeah. in the back of things, which I think just it created even more excitement. I do like in the it. Guild, it's a little bit tingly for me. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I uh, I recall way, way, way back in the day, um, just trying to get a quest done. And I wasn't a great player back in the day. And I'm just trying to get this 
fucking quest done, and this one dude just keeps ganking me, and I just wish that he'd stop, and I'm just sitting at my computer crying, and it's five in the morning, <laughs> and I'm supposed to go to school or work, I can't remember which, and he just moved over to my quest, and it was just awful, <sighs> and so I just sort of developed a, you know, let it happen kind of mentality, like, if I can get out of it, I will, I'm not gonna fight back, because I'm not gonna win, um, just let it happen. You hear that, Juden? You need to change that. Juden, <laughs> you trying. are in charge she is of trying. changing this mi- this bullshit mindset of rolling over and letting it happen. That is not cool. I suck at PvP, but I'm going to put up a fucking fight. If they're going to come after me, they're going to work for it. I suck pvp Thank you for your questions. Thanks, Juden. Juden and St. Elsewhere. Yes. Um, please send us your questions about whatever. We don't care what you want to talk about. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Fucking anything. Hashtag suck PVPness. <laughs> hey gang, we need your help. We're tagging this shitbox as a community-focused podcast, but so far it's just been us talking shit. We need you to give us stuff. Delicious content, like questions, topics to cover, content segments, guild stories, emails, and disputes that need settling. We'll even get some shoutouts and accept your own podcast commercials for promotion. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Please. Now, from the makers of the Admiral's Compass and the Skull of the Mad Chief, comes Aviana's Feather, your only solution to flight-like simulation in Draenor if you haven't completed the Draenor Pathfinder achievement. Plucked from an Aerocoan of nobility, this feather will slam your fragile squishy body into the stratosphere and hurl you in a direction of your choice. Impress your friends, not the ones with Draenor flying of course, by blasting through the air across zones with only a 10 minute cooldown. Since you were too lazy to get the pathfinding achievement, Aviana's Feather is your only option. Get yours today, you flightless wonder. The sky's the limit. Thanks for lagging balls together with us today. Here's where you can find and follow the show. Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. And for YouTube and Google+, search for Lagging Balls Official until we have 500 followers and then we'll get a custom URL. Ooh. If you enjoyed the show, the easiest way to help the show is to rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. We truly appreciate it. Special thanks to bensound.com for all the music used on this show. And be sure to catch us next week on Lagging Balls! You're fun. I am fun. You are not. You won't let me brother man though. Brother man Stop. That could be copyrighted. What? No way. Way.